It's Friday night and we're in fucking Queens. Isn't it about time for somebody's favorite radio program? Live from Mirage. It's not Queens! What do you say there, bottle nose? A bar in a garage. You're on with apple juice and dick in the morning. Mike and Yonkers, what's up, Mike? I'm laughing at you, not with you. It's Friday night and I'm in Queens. Right. Goddamn right. Thank God. Live from the garage. It's Ronnie Wood from the Rolling Stones. I'm packing my pistol. I do quite well for myself. They call it a barrage. Who is Kareem Abdul-Jabbar? Take two of these and call me in the evening. Holy shit, James. Zoot Zoot Charlie. Rusty Beard. Fucking fireball. Sir. Listen to Live from the Barrage. Don't listen to yes. I once farted at the beginning of Master of Pups. Yo, Kev. I only come out at night. Time to six. Go punks yourself. My Uzi of ooze. Nobody wants Ooh. anything to ooze. You can tell by the way that I wear my pants. Uh, Saturday Night Fever. Man, no time to practice. Let's do the news. That's the news. And that's the news. <laughs> You wrong Tron, bro. Correct <laughs> Tron, bro. Oh. The Ryan game. Let's move on with the game. Thunderbolt. Tilt a Swinton, Dan. It's all day, my drawings. Yeah. 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 Yo. <laughs> Welcome back to Live from the Broad here on Radio Nope. Thanks for joining us once again. We're here every Friday night, or uh, as I. Want it to be like one Friday night a year here yeah. in uh, Radio No. I think we should switch to a like a bi-weekly thing. I've uh, no, uh, mentioned that before. Once a month. Yeah, once a, once once a month is good. Yeah. Yeah. Everyone, everyone's fine exactly. with it. Right, yeah. Radio shows, shows down the tubes. Uh, this this guy, Chris Carter, who we're going to have on at 9 o'clock, he does a Beatles show every single day. I don't yeah, know how the, how the heck he does it, mm. but he does. Because he gets paid for it. <laughs> yeah, right. Money, for a living. money, money. He does indeed, and uh, of, uh, so I might as well mention it now. At the in the nine o'clock hour, our guest uh, Chris Carter, who's the host of Breakfast with the Beatles on Sirius XM. Oh, and he gets up in the morning too for it. That's right. It's weekdays, eight a.m. to eleven a.m. on mm. the, the the Beatles channel on your Sirius Ooh. dial, channel eighteen. And I hope he lives close to the station. He Either also, that or he goes straight to work. He does the show on ninety five point five. Uh, KLOS Sundays 9 a.m. to 12 p.m. as long as well, and it's the longest running Beatles program in the United States. It's in its 35th year. We'll be, Chris is also yeah, does a lot of other five. He gets up, he interesting gets up. things, and we'll be talking to him at 9 p.m. Eastern time, 6 p.m. California. If you're uh, from the uh, Culver City area where uh, he broadcasts from, so uh, we'll be talking to him. We're happy to have him on. He yeah, but have him aboard. He Stick gets around. up. Maybe he can learn day. us learn us something about radio. I'm going to ask him some radio advice. How, what's you know how the hell do you stay on, on? You know how do you keep it interesting when is it's, there's only so many Beatles songs? How maybe you get paid. Maybe you could recommend some good Beatle albums. How do you keep it fresh? How do you quit? <laughs> I'll ask him all these things in the 9 o'clock hour, live from the garage. How do you, how do you quit so spectacularly that your ratings go up so you have to come back? <laughs> Why does he hate the Rolling Stones? <laughs> well, we'll talk to him about all these things, and I don't think he hates the Rolling Stones. But <laughs> yeah, Ryan really just made that up. Mm. And uh, I'm here with Ryan. Hello. Pat. I heard he tried to shoot Mick Jagger at Altamont. <laughs> That's true. We'll ask him about that. Very controversial subject and uh, of course uh, mario who's been here since seven fifteen, bothering me sorry for being here again <laughs> hey um <laughs> that's okay i accept your apology and oh by the way i i'm i'm turning your microphone down until you get your garbage out of my cup holder in the poker table uh, okay I'll go thank do you it now you don't do voice. it now but don't make me make you repeat all right <laughs> <laughs> you see that that thing that's called a cup holder not a garbage can all right, and I'm going to leave your garbage here every week. It uh, drives me insane. Wait a minute, I was not sitting there. I, I last start week. fuming. I come out here. I see I, napkins in the cup holder, uh, and I'm, I'm see red. I was not I'm sitting steaming. there last week. I was not sitting there. And remember when I left? Smell I got, those napkins. See, tell me who they who they belong to. 
this uh, smells like a. Swab uh, them and send them to twenty three and me. An Avi napkin. <laughs> I smell some Israeli blood on this. Extra chromas on 24 in me. That's what Mario goes on. If you remember, I lost $60 in one hand being a fool. I knew Rudy was lying, except I didn't have a hand, but I had like 15 chances to make a hand. I never hear from Rudy. Rudy texted me this week to tell me he cleaned you out. I did clean me <laughs> I had... I don't remember anything that happens in I poker. had... How many I cards really are in the deck? 13? 52. No, I mean of each suit. 13. One yes, through 10 correct. and three. I, uh, six of them, six out of 13... It's <laughs> bad beat story. Almost half of them would have given me the win, and I had two chances to get them. I knew he had only one pair or trips, and I would have beat him with any six out of those 13 cards coming out. What came out? One of the other seven. That's right up there. We're talking about how great your fantasy baseball team is and how big the shit you took yeah, was. If you talk to any poker player, they'll tell you nobody wants you nobody wants to hear a bad beat story. A bad beat story. Well, Rudy texted you. Right? You lose, and you he tell did, the story yeah. of with the hand. He, he didn't. He didn't uh, narrow you out specifically. When, when you start, when you hear somebody telling you a bad beat story, your eyes start to glaze over. You're like, oh, uh, yeah, it wasn't about the, the bad. And so then a king came out, and then a queen came out, and you're like, oh, no. uh, uh, I made it worst. simple. Pocket fours. I needed six out of a possible thirteen, and it didn't happen. I made it simple. Anybody can understand. Right. You're pretty good at math. But basically, I was bringing that up because remember when I left, I said I'm cleaning yeah, so my, my area. Yeah, my favorite part of the night. I'm cleaning my area, and you commended me ah. on, and thanked me for cleaning my area. <laughs> what are you doing? Five? You're fifty-seven years old. <laughs> But you did. So I shouldn't have to reward you for cleaning. Don't your blame area. me for these napkins. Is all I'm saying. Okay, throw them in the garbage, please. It's disgusting. Stop I touching will. them. You don't know who's the, who's they are, and you're like they're avies. Manhandling. I, I be, smell them. I, I smell avi. I could be at home looking at my gardening zone <laughs> and not listening to Mario. <laughs> I got I got something quick to tell you. Pat. You're in the gardening zone with Pat Walsh every Friday night on Radio Loop. Yeah. yeah, 8 p.m. Eastern time. Perennials. Perennials. Come Annuals. Out. In the next hour, we'll talk about habanero peppers. Habanero. So, we got Alice a, Sweet wants to know the best time to put it in a tomato plant. <laughs> Can I tell a quick, uh, quick, quick story? Yeah, may, please we, make it as long as possible. We mm. get a uh, we got a phone call yesterday from the Colbert sh- uh, from uh, I, I want to say Colbert Report from the Late Show mm. Stephen Colbert. They want us to come down and do a. They're doing a skit and they want to have uh, the show live from the barrage. Us? Yeah. All right. So no. finally, our ship has come in. Really? Tell us more. I think he means the Foley crew. The Foley crew, yeah. So yeah, great. We drive down there, and uh, it's going to be on tonight. I you guys to... get down there and make some noise? Yeah. Can I play the skit? I got the skit. The uh, A-Rape. Uh, of premiere. course. You can All do right. whatever you want. I'm okay. just going to play it. Yeah, let's hear it. All right. It's just, it's just, yes, that is. Here. Ryan, you're very good at a Foley mixer. He just picked up a, a an adapter that, that's not connected have, to anything. And it doesn't even work on my phone. Yeah, try this wire. It's plugged into the radio show. Good luck. I do this for a living. What, yeah. is the, what is this clip? I need the other one for this. There oh, we go. Still it what do you need? Yeah, I need oh, I ain't got that shit. No, forget it. Pete then. stole that shit. So, play it into the microphone. Who cares? Okay. Are you worried that your lawyer will secretly record you? And that recording won't sound good? Then call us. Galino and Fonz. We use only the best in secret recording equipment. We even have an on-site Foley artist to add pizzazz to any self-incriminating mumbling. <laughs> Say hi, Ernie. <laughs> Why just admit to paying off a playmate when you could admit to paying off a playmate while riding a horse? <laughs> or in a thunderstorm. <laughs> or sailing on a ship. <laughs> <laughs> 
or being taken away by the FBI. Now that's a recording of you admitting cheating on your wife that you could be proud of. So call us, Galeno and Farns, today and say adios to bad audios. Yeah. Very nice. Now that's that you guys doing the phone? Hold on. Yeah. Are you well, on I, screen? I, no, I'm not on screen for that one. But you're making so. those horse noises? And you had so, to all right. No, let me no, ask he's, you on, this. he's on. Scr- uh, he, that's Les. That's uh, that's Les. That's my partner. You, did you my mix this, boss? Why they call him Ernie? <laughs> they it's, just it's made part up. of the, the skit. whole you, skit. It's not real, Mary. I could call him Les. It didn't make a difference. <laughs> it didn't that's make, Ernie's funny. It didn't make a difference. The whole entire skit <laughs> was, was like thrown out there on. The, it, was, it was all improv on the spot. I, I, mean, I will oh. ask you this, Ryan. Now, after talking to the people who made this, your uh, coworkers and whatnot. Did they try to make the? They have to make the sounds crappy, like to make the bit work, right? You right, can't yeah, like do a really quality handcuff or horse sound. You have to kind of dumb it down a little for the bit. It's everything that uh, it's everything that people imagine Foley to be. That's kind of everything they yeah. went for. I mean, you, you got to make it good. They I, gave us a list of things to bring. They said yeah. definitely bring the coconuts. Definitely bring, the coconuts travel well. Bring the yeah. vibra slap. Do you guys have a vibra slap? Yeah, the, the sheet Slide metal, whistle. Slid, that's all. Everything that we did, they told us. The to old do. man wow. in the closet with a violin bow and the giant saw. Right. So they keep and cutting. then he swallows the saw and oh wait, that's like Tom and Jerry's. Huh. <laughs> How much is we that? We actually paid, brought the saw Ryan? too. Five hundred and sixty dollars each. Nice. Nah. Wow. All right. Yeah. Finally making some money on this show. But I think I screwed up because um, I think they wanted me to go on camera too, and I just kind of stood off to the side. So oh, I come on. You, wait, you were there on I was set there. and yeah. stuff? When we, well, and, uh, you I don't text down. me and tell me, hey, I'm, in the, I'm on the Colbert show today. No, I don't. You're the last one I think. What are you, whacked out or something? So, I thought I was your I, friend. And I never got to meet Steven, and I never met... Um, uh, John Baptiste and uh, yeah. any of those people. We were brought up to the eighth floor. They brought us into a room where they had a green screen and all that stuff. And yeah, they did. They actually put all the soundproofing on the wall behind us as we were. Uh, you did it live while we were there. No, it was taped at like two thirty. So in then, the did you get to watch the show from the audience? What so, time? No, they didn't even let us. They do did. That. They were like, "Okay, you guys got to go back there <laughs> on the elevator." Yeah. And when we were done shooting this, they they said, "Okay, go sit <laughs> down." This. They made the they made the interns sit and talk to us for like a half an hour. And they said, all right, we're going to cut this together, show it to Steven. If he's happy with it, you guys can go. If not, we're going to shoot something different. And uh, he, they came wow. back up and said, uh, yeah, That's he's weird. good. He loves it. He, you guys nice. are great. Now get the fuck out. What <laughs> time does that show air? Out. It's on tonight at 1130. Wow, so we go. heard it first here. It's, uh, it's actually uh, on uh, whatever. So they, this they always is a release radio it on social media. First. Give me a little so. echo for a uh, change. All right. That's a uh, preemptive strike. Oh, boy. Oh, thank you, Tree, and his tremendous show. Preemptive strike. That, uh, yeah, forgot right to mention that. Us. I knew I was forgetting something. Sorry, buddy. A little Thin Lizzy coming at you yeah. in that hour. Love those guys. In the 9 o'clock hour, we'll have Chris Carter on. He hosts a show called Breakfast with the Beatles on Sirius XM and Terrestrial yeah. Radio out in Culver City mm-hmm. in Los Angeles there. Lovely. Culver fun. City. That's amazing, Ryan. That, that's pretty cool. I, it's pretty cool, but it also kind of sucks that, like, I guess you can, he can't walk around meeting everybody and shit. He's got a show to prepare for and stuff. Oh, it's, uh, but, I mean, it's, it's kind of crappy. Too. You guys didn't get to watch it from the wings or something like that. Yeah, that's fine. We had to get back Did to you think that you had but... to get back to work. Did you think... <laughs> you know, we had to go, go back and... We, like, ran out of the studio when they called sound. us. We're okay. like, come on, let's go. We ran the fuck out of there. This happened. The Did they send a the car for you? in a big Clydesdale spot. Did they send a car? Did they send the car? How'd you get there? We drove. On your own? And it, Carpooled well, at least. Yeah, we were pretty receipt good for, at it. Receipt for gas. 
They gave us money. Yeah, <laughs> I don't know. Agree with this. <laughs> this cold there. He's supposed to be some kind of champion of the working people. I call uh, oh, horse pucky. I'm very impressed with how it all went down. All right. Good. John is your agent. You got $560 for that? Yeah, right. Come on. Yeah. I'll put on some sunglasses and nudge the crap out of those exactly. people. <laughs> Fucking Alan Klein over Pay here. Pay for gas. No car. What are you out of your mind? Yeah. You know what do you think is? this They're, is? On Thursdays, they shoot. You, uh, do you try to find somebody else who can get a. With a half a coconut on yeah, strings, exactly. I know. They, Tied to their legs. Smoke and do with yeah. that. Yeah, you can't. You can't get another Foley artist with short notice. Fuck this is New here. York, baby. Good luck finding a gong in this town, friend. <laughs> the Gong Show. I love that show. Right. You know. <laughs> me too. <laughs> this is what I'm going to gong you every time you speak. Yeah. All your da, jokes. Da, 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 da. Well, you love the new Gong Show. Yeah, I watched. I do. Oh, it's awful. I watched a couple minutes. No, of it. It's just no. terrible. That's I, what I makes watched it, so it good. once. I, I was. Oh, I don't God. know what was wrong. It's with like me, Mike. But... What is Mike Myers trying to do with the prosthetics? Just be a different guy. Yeah. He's not even like trying he's to be not Chuck Barrett. No. Yeah, it's just like he has he's extra prosthetics lying he's around. He UK. sticks them on his face so for no reason. Yeah, I was, Idiotic. I don't know. I kept. I just like he's five an idiot. belly it's, laughs. So t- one time I watched it. I don't know why I thought it was so funny. Yeah, it's hilarious. And he he turns his nose up at everybody while he's drinking poop on screen. Oh, big, big artist, Charlie Chaplin over here. It's better than America's Got Talent. My other, uh, I'm just kidding. Entertainment drivel designed to keep us away from what's really happening By the in way, the way, we're talking to Chris Carter, who worked on wrote the title track for Austin Powers' International Manifest. I love that movie, too. Whoops. Yeah, you know who the music supervisor was that? Uh, was of course. John Chris Carter. Carter. Houlihan. John Houlihan, that's correct. No, no way. Why is he? Why is he wearing prosthetic? What's the purpose? He's it's his not, alter ego, right? He's, it was supposed I understand. to be a thing that they, they weren't like it was supposed to be a secret that it was him. Right. Yeah, in oh. the beginning, but and when he uh, came uh, out and doing a Scottish accent, nobody yeah. uh, noticed. Yeah, exactly. No, nobody did uh, know. Look, in he's the doing beginning. his dad again. Nobody knew it here. in the first few episodes, really. No way. And you—the only thing that gave it away is how's he getting this great talents to come on and be on his panel? Ha ha! Panu. It was me, Mike Myers, all along. <laughs> It's a, it's a man, baby. Yeah. <laughs> Mario with the contemporary hits. I love, I love the Gong Show, and Austin Powers. I know you do. What do you like about the Gong Show? The celebrity panel, <laughs> or uh, the well, one it's that, better than to tell the truth. When they hit the Gong, is that your favorite part? When they hit the Gong, at least you win a ch- an oversized like check for two thousand dollars and eighteen cents. What about Gene Gene the Dancing Machine? Is he on? No, he's not on. The Unknown Comic? No, he's not on. They don't have a a regular. (laughs) Norm MacDonald is the Unknown Comic. I hated the dancing clown or the guy with the hook, so he's gone. Well, Showtime at the Apollo. Yeah. Oh. (laughs) No wonder he's not on the gong show. Same principle, I think. So, Ryan, how's my driving? Somebody went out and John always complains about my driving. I kidnapped Ryan the other day. Mar- Mar- yeah, Mario went out and gonged that fucking piece of wood at the Apollo. I, I called Frank's house. Gong the snup. Because uh, my wife was like, I feel Rub the Ill. log. I feel ill. Can you come and uh, take our Rub daughter home? Rub the log home? is my favorite Spinal Tap album. They're, they're and I knew that Ryan, that your daughters were there. And I said, is Ryan there? And they said no. And then I immediately called you and convinced so you to... Come and get you and bring you to Frank's house. We had a good time, but didn't we not? 
Well, you're trying to get me to talk about how what an awful driver. I'll keep this brief because nobody's really interested. <laughs> yeah, well, you know, John always I, says I I'm a terrible driver. I don't always say it. it's um, true. I mean, I say it all the time. Because when it's, I, it's, it's it's actually incredible hey, how bad you are. Let me tell you, John. And I'm not making. Oh, I'm I thought you were going to stand up for me. Forget it. When oh, I no, you're when horrible. I say Forget when it. I say that I was telling always telling what a oh, horrible shit. driver he was. I was telling him the entire time. I was scared for my life. Of course. Every yeah. two seconds. I thought you were going to contradict John and tell him I was a good driver. No, Ryan, he pays attention to nothing, right? He just Damn doesn't it. even pay attention. He's like, he, he, yield signs, getting on and off the highway. This he is doesn't, the new thing he bother. does. It's like he's driving in the middle lane, and as soon as somebody's pulling up next to him, he's halfway into their lane. I swear to God you yep. do that on purpose. Yep. He does just it to, just subconscious. To a, just to be a fucking pain just in the ass. to get one over. I tell you that driving like those is old people like Catalina Canoe. Food shopping on Saturday. He there just are no lanes on the Delaware River. You just paddle. No, yeah, uh, there's this uh, pretty specific laws put in place. John, John says there should <laughs> be no for your borders. Safety in mine. I take it one step further. There should be no lanes. Fuck borders. There should be no lanes. I thought about rolling out of the car a few times uh, myself. It was horrible. Well, did you have a good time at Frank's at least? Yeah, well, the one was that the night of our show. The one, listen, oh yeah, you, we saw Action right. Bronson. Thanks. You, you, that no, was, no, uh, you were on Sunday oh, night because I noticed that I've been hanging out with you like every day when you need something from me and you take advantage of me. And then when we have a show, you don't show up. You're 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 no call, no show. What show? Like where you played? No, that was the night we went to see Action Bronson, and I told you to come to Frank's house, and then you didn't come, and I kidnapped Brian. Right. So what were you doing the night that uh, Risk Reward played? The, uh, uh, yeah, I and, meant and to that, come to that show. Right. Yeah. Uh-huh. And the Mets were playing. The Yankees, and then it never happened. And then you said you were going on at 8, and it was already 9 o'clock when they canceled the game. Sorry. Oh, you were supposed to go to the, to the game? No, but I wanted to watch you it. You dick. It was That's a it. split series, 1-1. One, one. You're done. You take advantage I mean, of me. I've seen like 20 And you take advantage of me again this weekend when you, I give you a free room in Atlantic City. I'm not seeing anything from that. You're giving my children and wife room and board. I thank you, sir. Mm-hmm. Thank you very much. So, Pat, how are you doing? <laughs> I'm thinking Pat's about gonna, getting four o'clock. That's going to kill himself. And Pat, I'm sorry I didn't show up to the boozy yoga. Every single time you speak, the board goes into the red. All right. That's all sorry, I'm watching over here. I didn't go to boozy yoga. Why that's all you... I'm seeing. Everybody else, right in the middle. I want to stop talking. You open your mouth. I stop. Red. I want to stop talking. You Tell didn't me doing about that. You didn't boozy. Red. Tell me about boozy yoga. I missed it. I didn't participate. <laughs> well, I mean, I did the boozy part. <laughs> How many drinks did you get? I, d- I wouldn't know. You but, get two wines at at uh, at the drunken yoga. Yeah, I was. Gonna, you get two wines. I read the whole thing. I was gonna oh, okay. come. I was gonna come. But and there should be no pre-gaming, Really, there was a wine. Down, shouldn't yeah. show up like loaded. Well, yeah, you don't want to do that because you may fall over and hurt yourself. Yeah, you drink a glass of wine before uh-huh. you go uh, do the yoga, and then you have a glass of wine after. Everyone relaxes, has a nice time. They don't yeah, go yeah, bouncing off a, the yeah. wall. Yeah, you have a wine down. Get it? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Get wine it? down. Yeah, wine down. Wine <laughs> down. A play on words. It went well. I'm sorry I didn't show up. You had not a lot of people there. Very well. Yes. Everyone's sorry you didn't show up. I was praying. I was like, please don't show up. Well, you know what Pat's going to kill me if I, that I, I read, told him about it. I'm like, shit, why did I tell him that? I read the fine print, and it cost $35, Pat. Yes. It wasn't the fine print. It was boldly stated. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, yes. It didn't, yes. It didn't yes. say it in the footnotes. I'm say, always past that. Say you're from live from the barrage. It you. It costs money to do this. Free yoga. It didn't say that anywhere on this. Yeah, it didn't. Print. Yeah, it didn't say free yoga anywhere. That's correct. <laughs> You're thinking of Star Wars night was free Yoda. That's when they show the movie Star Wars. Pat, what, what's next on the film? Uh, That's when they play Weird Al on the radio. I love the show and movies thing. I got to show up to this one. Uh, I'm doing a attack the gas station. 
I never heard of that. And the good, the bad, the weird. Two Korean comedies. Ah, I see. Mm-hmm. Are they they have a subtitle? I, I would. Uh, no, you're gonna have to guess. <laughs> it's a good thing I speak fluent Korean. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> Figured you could brush up a little. Yeah. My neighbor yes, yelling no, at me all the be, time. We have a dialogue now. Yes. <laughs> you should do uh, Train to Busan. You ever see that one? I oh. have not. Oh yeah, that's uh-huh. a Korean zombie movie. Uh-huh. Is there a large yeah, Korean population I, in your? Uh, I don't know. I'm area? afraid if I play Old Boy or something like that, people will never be the same. Old Boy is great. You know that movie is. Is disturbing. Yeah, I watched that again recently, and I was like, "Well, that was a stupid thing to do." <laughs> yeah, everyone walks out of there like one of the would jump off a bridge. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, that movie. That movie's great, but mm-hmm. Jesus God, I don't want to give anything away. But yeah, mm-hmm. <laughs> well, yeah, the movies I'm going with are funny, very funny. The good, the bad, and the weird. Highly recommend it. So I had a softball team called the Good, the Bad, and the Weird. Mm-hmm. 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 Uh, say hi to everyone in the chat box: Kyle Tree, uh, Kazawa, Josie. Bob Bobo Chipman, who agrees Hello. with you, Ryan, that train to be sound freaking rules. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Right. Uh-huh. So, I may have sorry. seen that. I don't know. Happy Very birthday. heartwarming story. Happy birthday, Kyle. Yes, happy birthday. That's not the right Kyle. Different oh, Kyle. Good. Sorry. <laughs> you're, you're batting a thousand. Match trade as Dribble Cabrera. Ryan, did you hear about this? Yeah, I heard it on the way over so here. He's gone. Oh, what's the uh, score? I love that guy. Too bad, man. Score now is 3-2 Mets. Pittsburgh, by the way, that ballpark. I love it. If you look at at the skyline and the bridge there, is that a real bridge behind it? It's beautiful. Or is that like a plastic bridge they put in the ballpark? We should do a show for real deal. Watch, this guy at a Grand Slam we'll be able to see. (laughs) I think it is. Yeah, it's real. It's lovely. It's just That's like for cars and people and shit. Oh, Ryan, when you put the Salino and Barnes thing in, the, uh, the fake Salino and Barnes bit from Colbert that you were involved in, congratulations. Um, Salino and Barnes retweeted us the, uh, last week. I forgot I, to mention that. What do you mean? I mean, remember I made a I made a <laughs> I made a picture of Paul Stanley bald, yeah, which yeah, I got yeah, off the great. internet. And um, who was the other guy? Barnes. <laughs> Barnes. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's Paul Stanley bald, and, uh, and uh, what was it? Who was the other guy? Eisen and whatever. Anyway, I posted on Twitter and and tagged Salino and Barnes, and they were like, "Ha ha, mm-hmm. you guys are crazy!" Mm-hmm. LOL. Oh, Keep nice. up the good work. Because yeah. you know it's all brand- Yeah, right. Yeah. It's all about branding for them. Like <laughs> yeah. any mention, they don't know. Right. Like, yeah. They would be retweeting if they know how many other night uh, receptionists they, I've driven off. They're like, "You guys are so bad!" LOL. Ha ha. JK. Let's, let's get them on the show. Selena, get, well, yeah, we had them on. We have enough microphones oh, no. for Selena, oh, no. but not Barnes. Yeah. <laughs> I need, I, we need more oh, inputs. Can come. <laughs> that, that may be, if there may be in violation of one of them, of their, their terms of service amongst yeah. themselves. Yeah, you guys. Uh, in the articles of our, of our organization, it says we can't appear apart. <laughs> While they broke up. That was, you called them, remember, Pat? You guys are crazy. That's funny. Times. Oh, it was Howard Stern and uh, and Paul Stanley, both of them bald. Mm-hmm. So someone had imagined Howard Stern bald on the internet, which is what the internet is for. Wow. And wow. they really in a, in a suit, and they really do look like yeah. two uh, law- lawyers or something. Not because they're the Jewish. Future. I'm just saying. Mm. Thank you. Sports <laughs> update: The Mets got out nice of the inning. Thank you. So there you go, Salino and Barnes on the live from the barrage uh, train. <laughs> Oh, which yeah, so I think I'm going to plant four o'clocks outside. I think that's what it's looking like. Four o'clocks? What are those? <laughs> mm, that's right. They only bloom at uh, four. Is this your new thing, gardening? Uh, it, it's, no. It's, well, since the front of my house looks like absolute shit, yes. Mm. Well, you picked uh, some humid-ass weather to be out there gardening in, my friend. Uh-huh. This is, you got to wait for it to cool down. I'll speak from experience. Are you worried about me, John? Yeah, well, no. I, 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 no. <laughs> 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 I just know that 
guarding and the humidity is like misery. Uh, and I yeah. hate this uh, shit. It's not good for the plants. You can do it in the either. evening, like Michael's type. Yeah, you mm. should do it early morning or or uh, twilight because it's better conditions for the plants when you transplant. Is that right? Yes, it is. And uh, you're not supposed to water your lawn at night, right, Mary? Not at night because it creates dew. And that creates uh, what's called a mildew on your lawn. Really? Yes, fungus. You get a fungus? You get a fungus yeah, among us. See, he makes sense. Much he knows, like if my anybody toes. knows about hosing down the sidewalk, it's Mario Asaro, Sicilian from Middle Village. You should water your lawn from 6 to 8 every day it's not raining. You've got to see Mario's dad's garden. I said, who did all this shit? Like on, on uh, you know, outside Mario's house, it's beautiful. His parents' house. Oh, man. Dude, who did all this who did fucking all this? shit? If I could convince him to grow weed, fucking shit. if I could convince him to grow weed, we'd be in the money. Uh, that guy could has a green thumb. He, uh, I don't know what he does all day. Well, I do know what he does all day. He plants flowers because it's uh, he's it's he, not just every, flowers. Everything's in place, and I didn't see him touch one plant the entire time I was there. Just sitting in the backyard, going, "Oh, that matter." Well, most of the time, you just enjoy the, the enjoy the fruits of your labor. What does he plant? Zucchini. He's got a, He's got a complete salad. My, listen, I have, t- I have little cherry tomatoes, too. Their cherry tomatoes are like ready to go and ripe. Mine are like yellow and triple. Mine's like just a green plant. There's no tomatoes on them. I don't even have dirt. <laughs> I got no. a fucking balcony. He has this... Uh, uh, John, John's cherry tomatoes keep sneaking around the side of the garage and smoking fast. Blackberry bush. <laughs> Did you see the size of those blackberries, John? Stay for it. Stay for it. Papa. Yeah, see, they have giant blackberries. I think they're poisonous to, to Irish people, though. I wouldn't. Even, I, I I put them in my mouth and I spit them out when your mother wasn't looking. That's uh, what I, <laughs> we, I can't eat those. Wait, Our people can't eat those. Irish things. people make <laughs> the best fertilizer. That's how we get you. Wait, I got <laughs> Did Mario's dad put an orange slice in his mouth and yeah. chase, chase you around, and spray you with DDT? Chase me through the laundry. <laughs> 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 The kid starts crying. He's like, oh, I'm so happy. I'm taking him to Atlantic City on uh, Monday. <laughs> the kids, the best part about that scene is the kids spraying him with a giant can of like DDT. DDT yeah, it he's like, goosh, 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 right all. He's like, ah, it's fine. Don't worry about it. Yeah, yeah. It's good to be a mafia king. <laughs> Mario's dad does kind of, I guess all the time, man, I end up looking kind of like the, the, the godfather. How old is he anyway? Eighty-five. Yeah, something like that. Jeez, it's something like you don't know how old your dad is. <laughs> no, no, I didn't. Does. He doesn't You're have a birth selfish bastard. You know, one of you the head of the giant squash. He was born in thirty-five. All right, so my dad is uh, there. Yeah, right. So do the math. Uh, there are three. Uh, he's eighty-three. Three. Good. Thunder. I heard the thunder. How old your mom? She was born. She was a Mussolini baby, born in nineteen forty. Hmm. Hmm. So she's seventy-six. Something like that. Seventy-eight. 78. <laughs> same age. No, my dad's born 30. Oh, my dad's 80? Holy shit. Yeah. Wow. Hello, Pete. Wow. Why, your dad's older than mine. Well, he'll be 80 in December, I guess. Jesus, God. Guy has no business kicking around whatsoever. <laughs> oh, the oldest ma- lady in the world just died today at 117. Oh, yeah? TRN. Rest in peace. You know, but all these people. No Tommy today. Pete just walking in. Oh. What's up, Pete? Is it raining, Pete? You got a microphone there, buddy? All right. Mm-hmm. Why do all these people that live the oldest come from this part of Japan? What are they doing down there? No, no, no. They're all from this I part of Japan. I think you read an old newspaper. No, I heard it on 1010 Winds on the way over. A 117-year-old French woman named Old Baguette <laughs> dying today. <laughs> Fucking all right. bullshit. When we In do- the town of <laughs> Croissant. <laughs> when Tommy is supposed to do the news, one of you guys bring it up on your phone and you read it because I am not touching the news. Thank God. Yeah. 
Pete, is it raining out? Touch this. Can you hear me? Hello? Yeah. yeah hello. I can hear you. All right. Yeah, can it's, you it's, it's, it's uh, I can't hear myself. It's, um. Really? Switch uh, headphones. It's drizzling, kind of. Switch hands. The variety's the spice of life. Uh, What's with this weather? Chris oh, there we go. Coming up at 9 p.m., by the way. That's all right. It's, it's raining, but, you know. The football player? Got his Pete with the, with the live from the garage uh, weather report. He just came in from outside. <laughs> What's going on What's out there, What's it like eight feet away? <laughs> Pete for, it's a steady, Kevin Nealon from eight feet away. It's a steady drizzle. <laughs> but there's thunder. I hear the You're thunder. You're some weatherman. There's a lot of lightning. Yeah? yeah, yeah. Did you were you afraid you'd be struck by lightning? I was hoping it happened. and uh, you know, and, yeah, and everything, <laughs> and, uh, or, or like zap a personality <laughs> or into yeah. you. Take me out. I was, well, I was I was walking up the street, <laughs> I see right? it coming, and and I started seeing some lightning go off, and I was like, I'm right wide out in the open in the fucking the desert hellscape that is Northern Boulevard, <laughs> and I'm like, I'm like, I'm the only fucking upright thing here, right? And I'm like, I'm like, if I get hit, and all I could think of was. I think one of my credit cards is metal. <laughs> <laughs> I should have never bought that it's metal like, wallet. Burn my dork. That like, R- RDIF chip or whatever mm-hmm. that shit is. Oh, it stops it from getting scanned or whatever. Check out this new metal wallet. You're never gonna lo- you're never gonna go back to an old wallet. Is that an RFID tattoo? <laughs> is that an RFID tattoo? No, actually. Has the Apple Pay work and the RFID not work? Makes no sense. Crazy. Technologies. I'm glad he didn't get struck by lightning. Uh, my, my, our friend Dancing Mike got struck by lightning. Isn't that right, Ron? You remember that? Yeah, I vaguely recall this. <laughs> <laughs> he was like a Lollapalooza or some shit. Yeah. <laughs> I was in a boat that got struck by lightning. Really? Yeah. Everything well, went negative, like in the cartoon. The whole butt? What? The whole boat? The boat. The, it, what, like it, you saw people's skeletons and stuff? Yeah, it hit the mast and everything went negative, like oh, cartoon. Yeah, it was wild. That's crazy. Yeah. On a fishing boat? No, this was like a 40-foot. Pleasure boat? No, this was down in the islands. Um, got a little pleasure cruise yeah, there? Yeah, yeah, why not? Yeah. Little, I, little buddy? Little wooden boat thing. When I, you, how do you show this boat? Yeah. <laughs> when I worked in the Brill Building, there was a nasty thunderstorm going on one Friday night when I was leaving, and there's, there's a little area that's kind of outside but kind of inside on the side of the building, and everybody was waiting there for it to let up so they can get to the subway, and it was such a bad storm, and... I swear to God, the building got hit and these and sparks flew out of the door behind oh, us. Shit. And this guy is, we're, this guy is standing there, bewildered, the holding his phone, you know, and like, are you okay? And he's like, Yeah, why? What happened? And like, didn't you just see like the lightning explode behind you? He's like, No. And he looks down and he goes, My phone doesn't work. I'm my like, shoes and me are, and my friend just my looked at each other. Went, Holy I shit! I can see. I can see. But now I'm deaf. Ah, oh, son of a see. bitch. <laughs> I had a building get hit by uh, by lightning one well, time. Johnny dangerously reference. <laughs> building, building got hit by lightning one time, and the uh, the the uh, the intercom in the entryway played Disney radio for like six months. Oh, wow! Oh, yeah. that's insane. Yeah, that's electricity's insane. fucked up. We still haven't yeah. been able to yeah. harness yeah. it yeah. properly. Disney yeah. Disney yeah. controls the fucking lightning. Yeah. Man. I was at work today and I watched Every the, time uh, I'd walk through the foyer, it was like either like fucking Britney Spears or the fucking hamster dance playing. Once in a while you hear that voice. Oh, I'm walking around with the, <laughs> <laughs> the goof troop soundtrack. Wow, <laughs> uh, that's another news story. <laughs> the Excuse key, me. The kiosks in Manhattan have been playing Mr. Softy but slower versions for unexplainably. Mario saw the kiosk. What Ska eighty one. Like these meth. kiosks they have in Manhattan for like the f- whatever it is, uh, a, a, a Verizon or whatever. Oh, we can plug but in your phone. But mysteriously, Jo. Listen, yeah. 
That's another thing. You're going to look it up and somebody else is going to read it on the news because I'm not doing the news. 718-577-2716. Call Mr. Softy. Tell us hear your you kiosk story. Hear your weather stories. Do you got a wild story about a kiosk? Call in. What's that? Lightning. Hey, uh, it's not a, hit by might be the lightning. Have you ever called from College Point? <laughs> and rode and the lightning? Call I, in. I, I was using a kiosk that could destroy my lightning. Have you ever walked past one of those kiosks and say, how does that homeless guy have a Netflix account? <laughs> Dude, those kiosks are great. They're, those homeless guys are plugged in. They're totally just J-O-ing to porn right in front. Yeah, yeah. They're, just, they're just going whacking yeah, they're away. Flapping. Hey, you never know. You got to do it. Listen, this is a great. They set up a chair. I'm like, where'd you get a chair? Yeah, I learned some new sites. I, feel, I can't go on my old ones anymore. They've been tainted. <laughs> Let's see if my old, my old MySpace account's still active. My old ones, yeah, my old ones are a little too familiar Went now. Back when I had a home. He's paying for it. Help me change my... Uh, Change my uh, update here. Let's see. About mm-hmm. lives in street. <laughs> Vagabond. Went to school of hard knocks. <laughs> people, people getting jumped for their logins now. <laughs> Give me your time water account number. Your favorite band, Lou Reed. <laughs> Lightning strikes. We'll be attending high school reunion. Remember Friendster? Yeah. yeah, Pat was on the ground floor of that shit. I remember that. What did that do? I don't remember. I don't know. All you, never all you can do is just know somebody. Yeah. <laughs> I on that. It's a website for friends. It was, yeah. It was supposed to be like you recommend for your friends. It was like, like you were like, it was like a re- friend resume. Like Slack. <laughs> Essentially. Like and people could be like, oh, yeah, no, this guy's a good guy. He checks right? out. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, says here. Uh, this guy drove to the airport once. You know? Oh, he really knows creative uh, people. Uh, I drove to the airport once. Mm. Two. It's no. a pyramid scheme of friends. And, uh, yeah. And then, uh, and then they wound up collapsing. Jesus. They wound up collapsing because they started aggressively uh, attacking, uh, going after like a. Uh, what they consider to be fake accounts, like people who create accounts for fake characters. I was friends with all the characters in the OC. <laughs> and, it was, and, and whoever was doing those accounts was brilliant because they were writing in character. It was awesome. It's not Lauren. Then they would not, uh, they started shutting down band pages. People were making Friendster pages for their bands. And then MySpace embraced it. And then everybody just went over to MySpace. Hmm. Hmm. Mm-hmm. That's all MySpace was. Was just for music, music wasn't stuff, it? Right? Yeah. yeah, it was like uh, I can't remember. No, MySpace was personal, and yeah, then they added personal. the music thing because they saw that Friendster was booting musicians off, and so they added a, a music uh, uh, portion to it. And Correct me if I'm wrong. And they won in the end. And then, and then in the end, once once uh, Justin <laughs> Timberlake got involved, <laughs> uh, they, went, they started really touting their music credentials. But at that stage, they were on life support. <laughs> there goes the stock it cost I bought me in six Friendster. billion dollars. I, I invested heavily in Friendster. I do quite well for myself. You still, you still own those. I stocks. thought this big selling point of uh, it was like board. people aren't fr- on MySpace, and you could see like uh, MySpace or MySpace account was public, you know, right? And then it was like you should have to check out this Facebook man. You could pick your friends. Yeah. And only your friends kids. can see your stuff. Well, now, Facebook yeah. was supposed to be like an alma mater thing. Yeah, it was yeah. so I was yeah. never yeah. on it. Yeah. A way you to get you could curate uh, your own girls. friends. List. It, was, it began crazy. as a way to rate girls. Well, I'll tell you what it began. It is now it is, is I I bought a pair of boots and I didn't say a word about it and, bo- and the exact same fucking boots well, you I know bought what? was showing up <laughs> my feed Face- two days later. Facebook stock has the exact started. boots, you not like some boots because they hear you talking about it. The boots I was gonna buy and the boots I. That I didn't buy, and the boots I bought. You know, I really, yeah. I question, what the f? I, I question. I'm not a conspiracy th- theorist. But I was in the cookies that you use. I, I, I question the style of marketing, right? Because I already have the fucking boots. Like I already. Like, two days later, every time I buy something, it comes up. I already bought them. Yeah, I, I have. I have those boots. You schmuck. You know. 
You know I have those boots. I you knew. I find you knew. You knew. You know I have those boots. What you were doing. And another thing, if another fucking company keeps sending me fucking shit for... How many fucking kitchen faucets do you think I need? I bought those kitchen faucets eight years ago. Yeah, let's see. Yeah, I got one kitchen. They think they got you on the cusp. Yeah. If I list... One, two, three. If I list something on eBay... This is the best. If I list something on eBay, I go on Facebook and it tells me, buy the buy your own fucking thing before it gets away. What? Yeah. Yeah, oh I God. like that. I like well, that. This algorithm is, not, is imperfect, apparently. That, yeah, that'd creep me out. Here's a, pic- <laughs> here's a picture from your house. <laughs> here's a picture. You, you need a new one of these. There's a picture of you, of you posting it on eBay. You're like, what the hell? Just did it two minutes. It's a picture of your arm in your house. But, well, uh, listen, God I bless ad- Facebook. Their stock is down $100 trillion yeah. today, I believe. Well, I, I admire Mark what they do. Fly chips. <laughs> I'm sorry. Six. If you just wait for an opening, you don't have to shout over everybody. <laughs> oh, this is, sake. Pe- oh, this is sake. Uh, Show thing us a clown car. I got people fucking coming up to me literally in the street i don't listen to the show anymore oh yeah. i'm so sorry pat well mario does this on the phone with me he'll call me and he'll ask me a question and then as i start to answer it he'll just talk the whole time and and now i've gotten to the point where i'm like shut up Thank I'm like, Shh. in real life that's we- why would you ask me a question if you don't want to hear the answer i do want to hear your answers do you when yes. like later no, no. <laughs> Email I, them. I, I'm, I'm sorry. I was looking for an opening uh, to say that Facebook <laughs> yeah. stop has, has plummeted, like and I ty- admired Zuckerberg for what he's doing because he's taking a hit personally. You admire to make, Zuckerberg? We're all he, a hit. To make the site Fuck him. much safer and much mm. secure. Oh, stop it. I, you I, are I really out of your mind. Look it up. It's the third story Look in it Tommy, Tommy Rockstar News. I'm not going to say. <laughs> what, uh, kind of, what kind of boots yeah. did you He's get? really looking out for you, you big dummy. Of course. Are you crazy? Are you crazy? What it works? You think Zuckerberg? Really? He's weeding out the fake news. I think yeah. I think that's why it's. He he did it because he got his ass dragged in front of Congress. Yeah, but he's not saying uh, nothing's wrong. Like our president, he's taking proactive steps. Oh good. Oh boy. All right, that's all. What's up, Pete? What what are they? Red wing boots you got? (laughs) Got some oysters earlier. Good. You got some oysters. Yeah, good. You're not afraid of the. uh, the flesh-eating bacteria? No, bring it on. Yeah. Bring it on. <laughs> Do your worst. Your Pete's pickled. It doesn't care. Yeah. Our, our bodies just throw Pete's that shit right now. Ass. <laughs> That's what I'm afraid of. Like, if I, if I, I want to stop drinking. If I stop drinking, <laughs> like, yeah, <laughs> dick. No, me too. <laughs> yeah, you laugh. You want to. That's the key word. Um, I want to do a lot of things. I'm afraid, like, I'm, I'm like, pickled and... As soon as I stop, like the the bad oh, things, the system will, will break down. Y- yeah. yeah, like they'll they'll take advantage the other the other diseases and stuff, and be like, ah, there's no there's no more alcohol. <laughs> yeah, here. Like, but, fends off the shit. Yeah, exactly. You're pickled. Yeah, your what? defense used to be impregnable. <laughs> <laughs> My style is impetuous. Your style is impetuous. John, last time you stopped drinking, I stopped hanging out with you, so that, that might be a, an advantage. <laughs> no, that's an, an advantage. That's oh, yeah. the li- one, two, three on my pros list. I'm pros exactly. Yeah, <laughs> it's like I don't want to be with you. You're no, drunk. Mario. <laughs> Plus, you used to be drinking for two. <laughs> She's got one in the oven. She's drinking for two. Yeah, I was. <laughs> uh, Chris Carter coming up at the nine o'clock hour. <laughs> Chris Carter is the host of uh, Breakfast with the Beatles on Sirius XM and uh, 95.5. The Rock. KLOS. You know, there's the another Beaver. famous. The longest Chris running Beatles program in the United States. They're in their 35th year. We're excited to talk to Chris in about 20 minutes. Yeah. They went longer than the Beatles. They yeah. did. Yeah. They did. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. There goes my first ten <laughs> questions. Exactly. Thanks. I think my marriage went longer. Than the Beatles, <laughs> <laughs> the Beatles are like, like, <laughs> like, like the only guy who has a mid-December marriage. Yeah. <laughs> I punched out by letting it be. Pat, you misread. It was a romance, not marriage. <laughs> Fuck. We got married on a roof. Damn it. Yeah. 
<laughs> We're talking with Pat Walsh <laughs> with his new book, The Season of Marriage. <laughs> How long did it last? Hey, Jude, I'm divorced. Six months. Wow. Oh, shit. Mm-hmm. Like, in, in that six months, the Beatles recorded 72 hours. <laughs> <laughs> You're like a Hollywood celebrity. They get married all the time, and then they get unmarried. Mm. Yeah, it's, it's a lot of fun. <laughs> John, 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 listen to me whining. It's a, it's a ton of fun. Oh, great. Now I got to go to rehearsal and listen to Pat bitch for fucking two hours. That's no, fine. I mean, it's like Mario paints it like, oh, you know, you're like a celebrity. Like, that was that was a, you know, hey. Is that what you think all the time? Are you like, hey, look, look, yeah, they uh, get married Tom all the Cruise time. gets divorced like three times. Why can't I? I don't want to get divorced. I just. I you know what Mission Impossible I'm, is? Trying to listen to you tell a story. What, you it freaks me out how they do it. They're just like, let's be married. And then six months later, they're not married. Then they get married again. Yeah. And, mm-hmm. Well, you have, when you have the money to do it. Uh, there's more, did I see? The there's Robin more Mission Williams. Impossible movies than Beatles records. This guy's playing, been playing those five records for 35 years. <laughs> <laughs> you ever see? <laughs> that's a cover Abbey Road. They're just constantly walking out of the studio and, and across the street to the other studio. And they, and they record a new album. Yeah, yeah. They're going. To go over to Apple. They never stop. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, don't, I don't know. Hey, jealous. I want to say. Jealous. Hey, 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 uh, I saw the Robin Williams biopic. I watched half of that. It was good. He got married three times. Was he in the Beatles? No, but he, he was, was in the Coke. He was in the Coke, <laughs> that's for sure. He had money. I guess so. If you had money, you'd get divorced. Yeah, if you if Mary, would you get divorced if you had like $5 million in the bank? Oh, you probably do already. You write it off. No, I don't have five million. No, I don't think I want to Oh, so get he has divorced. see how he said five yeah, million and five, accented yeah, it, so that means there's a million at least. I don't want to get divorced. I want to uh, stick around. The only thing that would keep me from not sticking around is my wife telling me to get out. Hmm. <laughs> right. <laughs> she doesn't do that. Well, a lot of people tell me to get out. I just don't take it seriously. Yeah, I know. <laughs> you don't listen. <laughs> Life's a joke. Life is a joke. Well, I wish and I the am best. the butt of it. Are the Mets still winning? I think so, yeah. And you keep changing the topic. Oh, shit. What? What? You want to talk about me being the butt of everybody's joke? Yeah, you can't get out of it that easy. <laughs> <laughs> My memory stick is overloading. We are still winning. We're going for four in a row, Met fans. Do we do the sports talk ever again? No. Four in a row. That's a big thing for Met fans. It is. Maybe well, we'll get in the wild card. You think we could do it? We don't even play the old sports song anymore. In this day and age. Well, I think we should take a break. It's out of sports yeah. season. Dave Harrison will talk to sports. When we come, when we come back. Sports happening right now. I'm listening to NPR. It's nothing. Yeah, yeah I'm watching hurling for crying. <laughs> <laughs> I'm watching fucking, what's that, that beanbag game? Sword, World Series. <laughs> I'm watching Cornhole watching on ESPN. Cor- the Cornhole Championship. Yeah. And high school football. Fucking World Cork Series. and Limerick on Sunday. World Series of darts. <laughs> I watch darts. World Series of dice. Did you, hey, there's a show called Dr. Pimple Popper. Have you seen this? No, oh, no. no I'm not watching no, that shit. No. You're going to find out. it now. Did you do the Foley for You're, Yeah, I wish. <laughs> <laughs> I could do it. People get ASMR th- tingles from that crap. And tingles. Like, tingles. Like, tingles. Like, people are weird. Like they, they find it soothing to watch the pimples get popped. Oh, you got to see these things, though. Like, no, man. I, I don't want to. I'm out. I'm out. I'm out. I can't. I can't watch that. I can't watch I'm out already. Movie. I'm out already. And she loves every minute of it. This. Uh, this beautiful doctor. Pat, get an Uber XL. I'm going to jump in the trunk. <laughs> <laughs> We're going to Sanger. Yeah. Fuck out of here. Go, I mean, go get a burger. Yeah. <laughs>
at the chicken sandwich. <laughs> I gave my I gave my 92 year old neighbor. I brought him home food. Kids he's, meal. He's little. He's not as spry as he used to be, so he can't make it up to the bar. How's the bar going? So uh, I said, you know, Fred. I said I'm going to bring you. Are you doing food? What are you doing? Pork chop. Got a nice stuff like that. A nice slab. Julianne. Got a nice. The last time he was New York Strip. The last time. The last time he was up there outside, he says to. He says, he says to my female partner, we're standing outside. He goes, oh, you got a broad work. Yeah, you do it right. <laughs> so Holy shit. I've seen everything. I said, yeah, this is my partner. And he goes, oh, that's great. What are you, the waitress? <laughs> oh. yes, so anyway, I'm the waitress. So anyway, I brought, him, Cuckoo, I brought him some burgers and chips and shit for him and the wife. And he called me uh, like 25 minutes later. And uh, he goes, Whoa, that was some burger. A double decker. <laughs> <laughs> One for the books. <laughs> double decker. What are you putting in that? I ain't never ordered a double, double decker. How you, How you putting that? that thing? What are you putting that thing? Mm-hmm. You ever have these White Castle burgers? They have lines around the block. It's a fucking square. They're little square burgers. Yeah. They look yeah. like a dice. Yeah, we, should, <laughs> we should stop talking about it. We may be listening. I hope he is. Uh, we should bring him on the show. Call him in. Yeah. It's very call in. Do the news. Five, five seven seven two seven one six. <laughs> Talk to us about your hip. <laughs> Listen, I can't get down on the bar no more. <laughs> I was the boy. You still got the bar in But uh, I want to come down and try the strip steak that you got. I fucking went to Ireland one time and I fucking come home. Did he offer like, to I'd, pay I'd you come home. Like, the first couple of times I'd, I'd gone away after getting the house. I come home and like, Fucking porch looks surprisingly neat. Mm. You know, like, you know, I've been gone for a week or whatever. Fucking, Jesus, I came home the third time. Who's in the fucking porch sweeping? My 92-year-old neighbor. Uh, Fred, uh, please, please. please. Fred, you missed the spot. I swear to God, Pat, I thought you said the porch looks nice and neat. (laughs) And I thought your neighbor was sweeping your car. (laughs) Right, he's out there like (laughs) Biff. I I just thought I... I what you're talking about. (laughs) I got the turtle wax. I have a van. I just did a second coat of wax, Mr. Walsh. <laughs> He's squatting. He's <laughs> hey, yeah, check the oil, too. There's a real luster. Okay. In this. Thank yeah. you, Mr. Uh, Walsh. Well, you can see yourself. It's mid engined. <laughs> I'll, I'll get right on that. Now, about that burger. <laughs> All I want is the burger. You got to go through the back. Is he squatting uh, on you your porch? You got a sirloin? Pat? Is he squatting there? No, he's clean. He lives next door. No, he's a neighbor. He's my neighbor, but he's gonna fucking yeah. yeah he's gonna break his hip on my porch. He's an Iwo Jima. Oh, oh, I yeah. think you said Then the whole living. neighborhood's gonna be he's like, living. that guy has an old guy. Yeah. Makes, he makes him uh, clean off his porch for him when he goes on vacation. Oh, no. That bastard. You're gonna be on the news. <laughs> Collects the yeah. mail. He's got an old man servant for exactly. God's sake. <laughs> uh, yeah. It's it's covered, covered ridiculous. My, covered my face with a penny saver. It's a case of <laughs> there's a fucking truck outside. Yeah. You Cole's should make him a burger. Clipping. I swear it's to God, I'm going to shoot one of these guys to throw these coupons. I'm gonna, oh, my God. Just shoot him in the head. Uh-huh. Yeah, and I love Bloomberg's solution to it. Oh, just put a big sign in your yeah. house saying, don't no, put it. No, yeah, how luck. about if I want more shit in my house, I'll put more shit in my house like a sign mm. saying, throw more shit at my house. Oh, I don't know why you guys hate that stuff. Man, sometimes there's coupons in there. Uh, coupons. Coupons. Yeah, you can get your bunions removed. You sound like my wife. We'll be back. Go to Dr. Coupons. Pop- yeah, Popper. Chris Carter. talking about coupons. Just coupons about over here. Ten minutes. And, uh, Double decker. You're listening to Live from the Barrage. <laughs> Here on Radio No. All right, we'll be back after these words from the Rolling Stones. That's right. Yeah. Hey, uh, we just ran out of tape, as did the Beatles, and um, I think it's important to note that we have a Radio Nope world premiere. That's right. It's a buckle up. This is a Radio Nope world premiere. Uh, this is a band called Great American House Fires, and... Uh, 
there from uh, the Denver area. There's like seven people in the band. I don't know what happened in my description. Anyway, uh, this is Jocelyn Cool's band, and this song is called Doris Day in the Times. It's going to be released on August 11th as a split single, whatever that is. And then, uh, yeah, go find them. Uh, go find them out. A great American house fire. This 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 stuff's coming out in August. And uh, enjoy. Thank you. We'll be back. We'll be back. We'll be back. Right after. This. Hey, is this Chris? We're going to answer every phone call here. Hello. You're on the air. Ah, there hey, we go. Uh, I'm, yeah. s- I'm sorry. Is this Chris? Yeah. I'm uh, sorry, Chris, man. I, I had a problem with the phones. As I'm sure as a DJ, you, un- you understand these things <laughs> happen from time Not to time. Not a problem. I appreciate it, man. Thank- I got a real weird echo going on right now. Oh, yeah? We oh, don't hear an yeah. echo here. Mm, I got nothing. Okay. Turn your radio down, sir. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Of course, Chris is a consummate professional. Chris Carter has been uh, uh, doing breakfast with the Beatles for 35 years. Is that wow. right, Chris? Wow. The show itself has been on for 35 years. I've been doing it for 17 years. The uh, original host passed away, and I took over <laughs> in Los Angeles. Yeah. 
So, I mean, uh, thank you very much for coming on our little internet radio show here. We really appreciate it. And uh, how do you, uh, let me just dive right into 17 years, and it's every weekday, right? How do you keep it fresh? Where's the and ha- where's the longevity? Is it in the Beatles, or uh, do you have something that special that we don't know about? <laughs> well, I started out doing it once a week, and then when the Beatles channel started on Sirius XM, then I got hired um, to do it. Monday through Friday, which I had never done before. I was just doing it on the weekends, on Sundays. Yeah. And uh, that's where it originated. So, yeah, now this is a whole new thing for me. And, uh, you know, I do five shows a week. And then I do a show called Chris Carter's British Invasion in Little Stevens Underground Garage yeah. as well on Sirius, which right. is, yeah, four hours uh, a show. And then I do a live show on Sunday. So I literally do eight shows a week wow eight, you know wow. eight days a week and do you, you do this eight days a week <laughs> oh, literally yeah you do this from um do you do all of it for uh, i mean i know the uh the uh terrestrial radio show you must re- just record that and then serious rebroadcasts it or do you do some of the shows from your home and send them in i i have it i do all the serious shows from my own studio and nice, it's, nice. we've got it set up they give you a laptop it's a kind of cool deal they give you this laptop and we're literally plugged into the whole mainframe of the, you know, Sirius XM. So I could go over to the Tom Petty channel if I want and stick a, you know, Engelbert Humperdinck record in there. And, like, if I wanted to, like, if I went mad one day, I could, I could literally, you know, go and change all the, all the channels if I wanted. That's the, really? the, the I access I have. <laughs> it's really cool. I didn't know they gave the talent the passwords to the other shows and you could just like... Uh, they don't. They don't. I, that's why, I mean, they normally don't. You're right. Um, but being I do it Monday through Friday and... I've been there for 10 years, and I do a weekend show as well. They've given me this cool access. You know, I have to sign 400 releases that I'm not going to, you know. But we could, like, if he came over my house, we could, like, you know, go see the next song they're going to play over on the uh, reggae channel if we wanted to. Not that that's really that fun, but we can do it. So you have the whole whole serious, like, interface in your home, and you could do whatever you want. You could hijack Yeah, literally, literally. You you know, we can go over to the 60s channel and see the next songs they're going to play and everything. And if we didn't like it, we could change them. Can you you go on the Stern channel and, like, put on Imus or something? (laughs) (laughs) We could. We could do all these things once <laughs> then of course we would no longer be employed and they would take our laptop but yeah we, we could probably get away with it once if we ever wanted to pull a great radio stunt like you know in that movie fm or whatever when they lock themselves in you know yeah. there is that opportunity <laughs> uh, chris uh, uh, going from doing uh, the beatles breakfast with the beatles one day a week to doing it um, you know five days a week or even eight shows a week is it hard because i mean uh, listen uh, this is a question i'm sure you get all the time there's there's only a certain amount of beatles material it's not like the grateful dead where there's a million bootlegs there are some like demos well and stuff. you know you believe it or not you got the beatles of course so you got that whole catalog of whatever a little under 200 songs or whatever that is and then of course you got the whole solo catalog and you oh, know yeah. paul mccartney alone right. has recorded three times the amount of records that the beatles did you know right. so when you have that to go to as well and you get the calendar in front of you, and you say, okay, today was the day that the Apple Boutique closed, or this happened today. You can always, there's enough to tie stuff to it that it keeps it fresh. You know, it's yeah. not like you have this blank, like, oh, 
all right, let's see, we're going to play Love Me Do, then what will we play? You can kind of build sets around things, and, and being I've been doing it so long, it comes naturally, but yes, it is, it, is a, it is a tall order to do it, you know, Monday through Friday and to keep it fresh. So we have Mellow Monday mornings, Friends and Family Friday, so I can play Harry Nilsson and ELO or oh, cool. anything I want on the Friends and Family Friday, so that gives me more outlets. Yeah, you know? Bad Finger. Do you play a lot of... Uh, Badfinger, right. Like, I play the Ruddles, and I play Badfinger. And, you know, anytime I can stick something in there, you know, or somebody covering a Beatles song that's cool, and, you know, it can keep it, can keep it fresh. What, what I didn't about think the, about the covers. Go ahead, Ryan. What sorry. about Billy Preston? You play a lot of him? We play Billy, sure. You know, we got the, the, all the Apple artists we play. Um and then, you know, we tell stories. We, we go into little detail about each of these guys, you know, Billy Preston. There's, Billy's a great subject because he's, he's got more stories you can't tell on the radio than you can <laughs> tell on the radio. <laughs> they, would, they would put, they, they would, uh, when Billy would tour, they would have to have a roadie or somebody in Billy's room always watching him because he would steal shit from all the hotels. <laughs> he would take TVs and, like, you know, they'd go, Billy, what are you doing? It's like, oh, man, look at this color TV. And they'd be like, what are you doing? You know, we have enough money. We'll buy you a TV. But, like, he would steal all this shit. He was awesome. always in trouble, you know. He it was wasn't a, just the soap. He, so, he was a character. Some people, you know, are just, uh, no matter how much money they have, just steal. Like uh, Winona Ryder or uh, Mario. Yeah, you because know, you know, they can. Right? <laughs> it's a disease. Yeah. Rush. Like uh, Mario's friend uh, Joe Wah, who has to steal everything from the not store anymore. for some he's, reason. If it's not nailed down, I'm taking it. But uh, you know, is this a, is this this is a tremendous amount of work now that you've gone to this? I mean, it's been years, but uh, and and you have to parse this with uh, having a family life and your other, you know, the million other things you're doing. Like, how do you do it? And uh, you know, is your old lady? Well, uh, I told my wife. You know, I told my wife when I got the. They asked me to do it, you know, I was, you know, remember they had old cello when all those bands played out in the yeah. desert, right? I was doing, I was working for them out there with a couple other serious DJs. We were the only ones out there. We got to interview all these people. And during that concert, I got this call from the president over at Sirius, and he's like, hey, Chris, we're going to be doing a Beatles channel, and, uh, you know, we want you to be our morning guy. You're basically the only dj on the channel everything else is kind of pre-recorded but you'll be the only guy on every day nice. so of course you know that's like the ultimate gig right if you host a yeah. Beatles show it's yeah. like you work for the beatles channel all right so i said yes immediately i didn't even think how crazy it would be and how i can't go on vacation or i can't do anything <laughs> anymore i'm really locked down here so i told my wife i said look i'm just going to do this for like the next you know five, ten years, and then uh, we'll retire and go somewhere. You spend the money now, and I'm just going to stay in the back room for the next ten years. So that's what I do. I, I wake up. I got an assistant that helps me every day. Nice. And uh, it's, I, I work like 70, 75 hours a week now. Yeah. Oh, crazy. yeah. And that's nope. 17 years, not five, ten. Nobody helps me. <laughs> <laughs> you got a whole crew there, man. Come on. Yeah, and I'm just kidding. Of course, everyone. Oh, yeah. Dead weight. No, I'm the only person who did my research today. Oh, yeah, I'm best. dead weight. Ballast. <laughs> when, when, no, when you, how, how, you know, how old are you when the Beatles comes out? Were you, are you old enough to experience the Beatles as it happened? Or you I was born. I was born in '59. I graduated in '77, so I'm going to be 59 years old this year. So yeah, I was around in the '60s. I lived the time. I was just a little shy of being a teenager when the Beatles were out. I was, you know, like I said, I was, you know, a kid in the '60s. Yeah. So I totally had Beatle records. The first record I had was the Beatle record, and I'd always been a fan. But, you know, I, my teen years were 
but they're, you know, early 70s, so that was really my, it'd be great. what I cut my teeth on. It'd be great if you shocked us all and told us that the Beatles weren't your favorite band. <laughs> I, I don't really care for the Beatles. Uh, no. It's just a gig, man. It's just oh, a gig. That's you know? an exclusive. I like opera. <laughs> I'm a classical yeah. man myself, really. I'll tell you, I, I will say this, and uh, Chris, uh, and th- th- that Beatles channel on Sirius, I uh, was coming back from uh, South Jersey uh, a couple weeks ago, and we left it on for the entire three hours. We never turned it off. No one ever said, hey, let's change the channel. It's, it, the channel's fantastic. Yeah, now, they were doing the top, like, 100, which must also right. drive Chris crazy if he listens to it. Like, you know, you must have such strong opinions about the songs that when it gets down to the top 10, you're like, no, no, or like, all right, they got that one. <laughs> well, it's funny that the songs that kind of end up at the top are, are interesting, like A Day in the Life always wins. Yeah. You know, it's always like number one. And it was it was never a single. It was never like a big radio song. Yet, you know, and I always use that as an argument with some of these guys, you know, it's serious between me and you, as you know, you guys know, you know, they love the hits, you know, they love yeah. the hits. They always want the hits. They have categories like here's the A Beatles songs, here's the C Beatles songs, blah, blah, blah. And they have, that's how they, you know, that's how they do the rotation. And I always point out to them, I said, hey, you guys always want the hits, but the number one song <laughs> is not a single and it wasn't a hit. It was a fan favorite, and that's the way the Beatles are. You know, it's like yeah. songs that weren't necessarily hits. You know, it, in my life, that was never even a single. You know, right. um, but it's a lot of people's. It's like a huge song. You know, so. there's, a, there's a bunch of songs. How many weddings? They're unlike any other group. You know, there's a bunch of songs that are like have a uh, B sides that that, that were like you know you'd think they were like something they would throw away, but became like huge later on on maybe classic rock radio or whatever. They so. call that a double A. Double A side, <laughs> double A sided single, man. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> yeah, man. <laughs> We're talking to Chris Carter. Uh, he's from Breakfast with the Beatles, and uh, he's been done a million other things too. So he's a real pro a DJ, and we're happy to have him on our unprofessional show. <laughs> Thank you, Chris. Yeah. Hey, any show that had Andy Chernoff as a guest is okay with me. Yeah, we had him on yeah. twice. You know, the second time we had him on, he asked me to come in. So uh, Andy was good. Oh, we had uh, Monty, Monty Melnick, Melnick from uh, the Magic. Monty. Yeah, there you go. Yeah, those guys there are you go. Cool. I, 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 I'm from North North Jersey. That's where I'm from originally. Yeah, I grew Montclair. up in New Jersey. So, yeah. uh, so what is it when you grew up in North Jersey and you're Wait. and you're in like these uh, new wave bands? I guess like what's that scene like? Who are your contemporaries? Uh, uh, Chris was in a band called Drama Rama in the Ram in the big Rama uh, the wave, Rama the Rama era of the early eighties. Yeah, you know, like a lot of a lot of people. You know, we were a band in an, in a shitty era, you know, I mean, it's like, you know, the eighties was like the worst decade I can think of, you know, compared to the sixties, the seventies and the nineties, you know, <laughs> the eighties just sucked. And that's when, of course we had our band. So we were competing with a lot of these, you know, you know, all these electronic bands and new wave bands. We were really rooted in like the seventies. We like Mott the Hoople and, you know, yeah. the stones and stuff like that. And, we had to, you know, c- kind of combine everything for for the era. But uh, we started in uh, a record store that I own called yeah. Looney Tunes Records, yeah, which I is uh, the home of the Uncle Floyd show. If you guys are <laughs> yeah. uh, oh, fans yeah. of six, Uncle Floyd. Used, absolutely. <laughs> I used to watch him on U67. Right. Yeah, yeah, we were the headquarters. We were like, you could buy, like, oh, you know, Neto t shirts and, you know, um, all the, you know, Muggsy. Uh, all their all their records, they made records and shit. We had people come from like, you know, Connecticut to come buy all this right. stuff. Like this, it was crazy. It was a crazy audience, man. 
And as a result, we got to have all these bands came to our store. The Ramones came to our store, David Johansson and the Plasmatics. We almost got thrown out of the mall we were in. Um, it was crazy. It was a crazy yeah. thing. And that's where the band started in the basement of that place. Yeah, this band had uh, some success, right? I mean, I like the band. It sounds kind of even, I don't know if uh, the replacements are around when you guys were around, but I just hear Oh, some yeah, they were, they were a friendly band with us. Um, yeah, yeah. Um, we, we played with those guys. Uh, we were much like the replacements. We were that kind of a scrappy guitar band, you know. And out here in California, we moved out of Jersey because we couldn't get arrested in Jersey. Yeah. But in California, we had this song, Anything, Anything, and it was like, and it's still, <laughs> to this day, right, whatever, 2018, whatever today's date is, it, it's the most requested song in the history of L.A. radio. They play what? Frickin' song three times a day on K Rock alone. Every today they played it three times a day. They played it this morning, played it in the afternoon, they played it tonight. And then on the other alternative station, I get a readout at the end of the week. We get 28 spins a week, a week in LA for this one frickin' song. It's insane. Um, they don't even know the band, they just know the song. <laughs> it's, it's, it's been more played than A Day in the Life by the Beatles on LA radio. It's, 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 I swear to God, it's a, a, a fluke. Wow. It's the weirdest thing ever. You, you beat the Beatles. Um, in a, in a category. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's, it's just so a weird. And it's, like I said, nowhere else, just the, right. here. When right. you're driving so. to work, you hear your own music, you're like, man, it's great, I left Jersey. Yeah. It really kept me <laughs> yeah. here. Yeah, especially when we moved here. I mean, it was on, like, every minute. It yeah, was just like, It was like the Louie Louie of alternative <laughs> rock. Yeah, why wasn't I here sooner? We're going to play it on the break. Well, and back in Jersey, you'd play songs like that, and uh, like uh, somebody would be like, hey, what is this fruity stuff I'm hearing? Yeah. Right? Well, I don't know what this is. Uh, bring it, where's Bon Jovi? But on Sasha. Sorry, Johnny's. Oh, where's Uncle Floyd? <laughs> did you did you stay in California when you moved out there, and that was it? You never. We moved never out there to back? play one show, and we, we we moved out. We 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 just came out. We had round trip tickets, and we never came home. Wow. We just we came out to play at the Roxy, and then the next gig we got, they said, "Would you like to open uh, for the Psychedelic Furs at Irvine Meadows?" We're like, "What's Irvine Meadows?" We're like, "This like you know, it's like a little stadium." We're like. We love the psychedelic furs. Yeah, we were like playing with the furs. We were playing in West Patterson in like a strip club before we left, <laughs> and then we're playing with the psychedelic furs. We're on the radio three times a day nice. on the big rock station. It's like, yeah, let's too. stay here. I think we should stay here now. So if if yeah. you if you hadn't moved out to uh, California, none of this stuff would have ever happened to you. Do you think? Oh no! The only reason I got to be a DJ was um, I filled in for this guy Rodney Bingenheimer, who is he's. Uh, the oh, same yeah. as DJ out here. And yeah. They made a movie about him called The Mayor of the Sunset Strip. Right. I saw and, that. Uh, I made that movie, as a matter of fact. I didn't want to, you know, that's my lead in. But uh, <laughs> <laughs> so I started filling in for him, and that's how I got on the radio. Right. Mayor of the Sunset uh, Strip 2003. You're the mm -hmm. film producer of that, according to my research. Mm -hmm. like, <laughs> that's right. One of the best rock movies you'll ever see. Everybody in the world is in that movie. That's it's a, great. Rock it's and great. Rod. That was his moniker. Right? How do you how do you get all these people to uh, talk about this kind of stuff? Is that your job, or do you have like other uh, people? Uh, you just produced the film. And you no, I, I I was best friends with this guy Rodney, and he had a famous club, Rodney's English Disco, that all the bands came to in the seventies. It was Led Zeppelin and everybody. It was a very very famous club, and he ended up being a DJ on K Rock. He was the one that broke our band, Drama Rama. So he I. I kind of owed this guy something, and I was in his life. He called me three times a day, 365 days a year. It was like, didn't matter if it was Christmas, whatever. This guy would call you, and he was like this totally weird, eccentric guy. You know, he'd call you up and go, 
mm, turn on channel seven, mm, shares on, you know, like it's like this totally crazy guy. And I would do it and I, I had this relationship with him. I said, I got to make a movie about this guy. I never made a movie before. So I got a producer whose name is George Hickenlooper and he had done a movie called Hearts of Darkness, The Making of Apocalypse Now, sure. and it was like one of the great documentaries of all time. Yeah. And he became our producer and we made this movie called The Mayor of the Sunset Strip. And it won all these awards, and uh, it, we sold it for, like, seven figures. It was a huge Jeez, thing. I saw it. I really, really, really enjoyed it, and I highly recommend it to anybody listening. Yeah. I, yeah, it's really a great. It's a great pop culture. It started off as, like, a little homage to Rodney, and then <laughs> in the middle of it, it turned into a reality movie. This guy's mother died, and he had this crazy girlfriend, and it went from being, like, a movie about his life and the history of L.A. pop music and radio to this personal life of this this kind of eccentric guy he was kind of a cross i don't know if you saw the movie crumb yeah. um yeah that's kind of what we based our we we, we saw crumb and we said you want to see a, a yeah i give you some characters <laughs> and uh, we <laughs> made the rodney movie this guy kim sally is in the movie who oh yeah sure if From you know what? anything about kim yeah, um, he's, on, he's he, got a show he on the, the star of the movie kind of takes the the, the spotlight off of Rodney a little bit, but uh, it's really it's a fascinating uh, account of all weirdness that L.A. has to offer. <laughs> For some reason, I, uh, whenever I turn on the uh, uh, Little Stevens Underground Garage, the Kim Fowley show's on. It's a good show. I yeah, know. unfortunately, he's uh, left us. Oh. oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Well, the yeah, yeah. repeats. He did the show right up till he died, Kim. He was, yeah, uh, he did. He's a, yeah, he's crazy guy crazy <laughs> that's isn't that funny how over the course of a movie the the intent changes and the and the different people and different personalities come in and change the entire tone of the film like, yeah then you're like wait this is the real story it, it's funny you bring that up because with kim sally he we did two days of filming and you know he's like you know on the first day of filming i'll be fred mcmurray and on the second day of filming, I'll be Charles Manson without the murder. And we'll, we're going, okay, Kim, great, whatever, whatever you, uh, whatever. So one, in the first day, he's like wearing this bow tie, and he's like this, like, really clever, whimsical guy, very polite. And then the second day, he's this, like, you know, guy from the gutter. I mean, he's like, he's just, he's an incredible guy. It's a, it's a funny, it's a funny movie. How much is it, does a movie like this cost to get made and i don't mean to talk figures with you and stuff because i know it's kind of gross to talk about money but no you know, i don't mind it do because worry? it was kind of a a one-off for me um i came up with the idea we got it we got a producer and then me and the producer went and found an investor and we spent about seven hundred eight hundred thousand dollars and we sold it for a million four nice. and the guy who gave us the money made the profit and then we got paid as like you know one-offs and uh so that was basically it we did it for under a million dollars and it was i still have the, the variety newspaper when we sold the mayor it was the second highest selling documentary uh the first one was bowling for columbine that was sold for a million seven or whatever and we sold for a million four we were the second selling uh documentary when we sold our film wow. so that was pretty and successful that, for the first that? time you know making a movie where can where can uh, pe people see this movie now? Where can well, I watch you it? know now it's like you can rent it, you can watch it on Amazon and stuff. Um, it, it was they had an exclusive with Showtime for the first two and a half years, um, but that was way back. And now it's just one of those things you can just go find it and watch it on whatever 
Netflix thing you watch your movies on. <laughs> and I, and I get it at Blockbuster? Yeah. Mario's. Yeah, Blockbuster. The, the one in Alaska <laughs> that's still open. There's one left. Mario's. Uh, I just heard that. There really was. There's one in Alaska. That's true. Left. It's on the news later. We have my yeah, father, right. father Mario here. He's probably about the same age as you. He, he still I thinks am. Blockbuster's still open. So. I remember <laughs> listening to the Beatles as a child because I. It was on the radio. It was everywhere when you were growing up in the 60s. I'm a transistor. And my, my first Beatle album was a Beatle album and the Young Rascals. And so I know where you're coming from. My, my son now loves listening to your show. Really? And so does my wife. And oh, so does is... our friend Fudd. So thanks, Chris. <laughs> yeah. You do a great job. And what did you listen to in New York? WABC or WMCA? Oh, WNBC. Oh, uh, that goes way well, back. Back yeah. in the 60s, I, I don't know what the call letters on. I, I remember when Kennedy got shot, I was upset that the, all the cartoons were canceled. <laughs> well, you were, I, I you were I like just, seven. I remember it? listening, saying, uh, she loves you, yeah, yeah, yeah. And as a child, knowing those words, because the Beatles were everywhere. When you went to the beach, when you went listen to the radio, wherever you were. We listened to WAPP. I was here. WB. Well, we're, 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 I'm 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 43, so we had uh, BAB. We had uh, 102.7. We had uh, the WLIR, uh, which turned into DRE or or vice versa, right. which is a pretty good documentary. Yeah, I just saw that. They, I just saw that little documentary they made about LIR. Yeah, that was fun. I like that uh, movie. What'd you think of that? Yeah, I like any radio movie. It's yeah. good. Anything about. Uh, I like anything about radio. It's always fun. That's why I wanted to do that. The mayor was because I wanted to make a movie about radio, and you know that's what kind of turned into what it did. But yeah. that was my initial intent. I don't know if you uh, everyone knows this. We're talking to Chris Carter, of Breakfast with the Beatles. He's interviewed every Beatle except for uh, John Lennon. It seems. Yeah, yeah. So you've interviewed yep. you've interviewed George and Harris. Pete Best. And so I can't. I say I got four Beatles. He's got all right. So here's, <laughs> here's, here's the list. We got we got George. He's 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 interviewed Paul, Ringo, Pete. Sir George Martin, sure. and uh, I guess Billy Preston, which is yeah. not on my list. No? Sure, Billy Preston oh, a couple of times. You've interviewed Ringo, the seventh, Ringo eighth, the and most. ninth. Ringo's been on the show about fifteen times. I wow, think. that was my question. <laughs> that was my question. What, what's the Ringo's the best? He's the best. So, Ringo? You could, you could. I call his like man. You know, there's one girl I have to call. You know, to get to him. But every time I say, you know, hey, do you think you think Ringo will come on Sunday at like eleven, and she'll say, you know. An hour later, she'll say, he'll call you at 11, and he's there. He's just always there. He's fun. You know, you just, you just got to know how to talk to him. You know, you, get, you can't, the trick with Ringo is you don't want to ask him about, like, number one, like, a lot of Beatles questions, because they don't want to, you know, <laughs> and like you never say, like, hey, Ringo, did you hear Paul's new album? He'll go, I don't know, have you heard Paul's new album? Like, he doesn't want to talk about that. you got to talk to him about him. I was going to ask Ringo, you about you that. you look great. Ringo, you look fantastic. So what do you eat? What do you uh, mean? I eat a lot of broccoli, and then he goes into his whole thing. So you got to be careful. You, you can't lead Ringo because he can go off on a tangent or be completely silent. You're like friends with Ringo Starr. That's insane. Do you consider Ringo Starr your friend? Can you FaceTime <laughs> you could like text Ringo. Well, it's a good, I'll tell you the the goof is that he knows your name. That's the that's the goof. Like if he sees you, he'll go, "Hey, there's Chris Call." You know that's that's the goof. You know, as a kid growing up, just that they know your name, they know who you are. Does that's he, does he so give cool. you a station ID every time? What's that? Does he give you a station ID every single time? <laughs> <laughs> I don't ask him anymore, but I, I've got enough of them for it. I've got enough. I've got like 10 of them. I swear to God, he's very generous and very, you know, very funny. Like once we asked him to pick some songs, I go, Ringo, pick, pick some songs. And he'll go, oh, I don't know. I don't know. It's too. And then like 
Five minutes later, he'll call you back with a whole list of songs. He'll call you back. <laughs> go, All right, now, if they want to hear this one, this one will do that. And if they want, he, he got, I was like, I couldn't believe he would call me back with that. That You know, that's the kind of guy he is. That's He's amazing. Like, that's yeah. on your personal cell phone. Is that right? <laughs> he would just, I don't even remember where it was. The fact that he did it was just. Oh, come uh, on. Do you have a Beatles number <laughs> stored in your cell phone? Are the Beatles listening right now? <laughs> Is he on your Facebook page? That's right. You, can you can, can you uh, like like FaceTime? Hey, wait. You want to hear something? Yeah. Here, hold on. Hold on. Wait. Let me play you something. Hold on. What the hell is this? Oh, oh that's your show. Oh. That's your show. Hold turn, on. Turn down your radio. I had sir. you guys on. <laughs> And then I Somebody's went to play a song, and then live at the barrage came on. Yeah, that, on. that happens. Hold on. Here, this will this will make you laugh. Here. Yeah, great song. All right, listen. Anyway, if you're going to play a few uh, old ones and you want me to name them, you know what I'd love you to play is only you. Ah, sure, we can do that. You know, and for all my country fans, Buku's the Blues. Well, I'm sure you've done the no-no song that means a lot to everyone. That's right. You know, uh, let's uh, end my little soiree into the past with just to blow their minds. Early 1970. The flip side of it don't come easy. Oh, Beautiful. Chris, have a great life. Thank you so much, Ringo. Okay, bye. bye. <laughs> there you go. Yeah. <laughs> That's amazing. I like he has all that, those suggestions. Yeah. Unexpected. Then we just put songs behind whatever he was saying. It was yeah. funny. Oh, man. I lo- you know, a lot of people are like, ah, those Ringo songs. I love it. I can't think of a Ringo song I really don't like. They're, they're charming, and I like uh, the No, No, No song, and I like Back Off Boogaloo, and I like that stuff. Yeah. I, I, even, like yeah. Him try- I even like him doing Buck Owens. Yeah, I think. Uh, yeah. Hey, Ringo had more success than the other yeah. three Beatles. And, you know, by 1974, he was the king. He had three number ones. He was doing, but John didn't have any. You're 16. You're <laughs> beautiful. My and your father bought that yeah. album. Is that, he but then it was it. all downhill after 74. He got to, uh... Yeah. He's doing good Hello? Now. Does it, does, yes, can you hear me? Does Ringo still... Yeah, okay, sorry, we left. Does, uh, does Ringo, is, does he record new music and, uh, still? He's got a brand new album that came out like uh, four months ago. He's got all his friends, Peter Frampton, and uh, all these different guys on it. And uh, all this, like you said, they're all good. I'll tell you what, being a DJ and having Ringo Records, there's, like you said, they're, all the songs are always good. Like, you know, there's no, uh, you know, I mean, of course, there's, there's not <laughs> all winners, but, but there's a lot of the stuff you can go to. He had this guy, Mark Hudson, who produced all his records, and he was a Beatles fan, so he made all these songs sound like the Beatles. So you know, Ringo's got some real, yeah. some real good stuff. And uh, for anyone out there listening who thinks Ringo Starr isn't a fantastic drummer, you are completely mistaken, and uh, you don't know what you're talking about. It's amazing. So that guy, he would do weird stuff in the middle of like the biggest Beatles weird, songs. Wacky stuff. Weird, wacky fills. <laughs> like, and, and, and weird, like, wacky stuff. Yeah, wild, yeah, because he had this odd mm, way mm. of yeah. He would play you know the opposite way than other did other drummers played so he had this like little hole in the way he did a fill it, you know it wouldn't be a complete fill and that's that was his signature yeah. sound it was just like wow beat. yeah like cut, yeah. cutting cutting the fill off before it gets to the uh one you know or something like that uh he uh 
he he did some weird stuff too. <laughs> and, and now now like now that I'm older and I listen to the Beatles in a different kind of way, I listen for like you know because one of my speakers is out basically. And I, <laughs> well, just put the mono records on and you'll be fine. <laughs> no way! I want to hear like just the bass. And like, there's no drums on one track, <laughs> yeah. and the background vocals. I love that. Everything's panned. Well, you hard. know, when they first invented stereo, when they were first doing it, like in '67 and '68, they didn't think it was going to last. They thought it was stupid. They thought it was you know, like George Harrison talks like, you know, you'd go to a party and you'd go in the kitchen and you know, there'd be the drums in the kitchen and you'd go back <laughs> yeah. in the living room and there's the piano. <laughs> like you know, it was like kind of stupid stereo until they figured sound. it out. You know, how to center it and everything. Yeah, George Harrison's you know, making an omelet. But they used to give them to the interns to mix because they figured nobody, nobody was buying them yeah true what do you, i should ask you that what do you, actually before we go into that i have this giant someone just handed me this giant book an intern of mine actually that pat bought me uh recording the beatles have you read this book it weighs about 50, oh, sure. 50 pounds are you into you're a, you're a band guy and a producer and so you're into like the whole gear microphone thing and how everything's set up and what equipment sure. was used because this book is sure. you know i mean not to the extent where you know you're you totally geek out i mean the guys that make these books they'll tell you this is where the uh, electric socket was in studio two <laughs> right over here behind you know you don't need to know that you know but uh yeah i know all the details and all the all the technical stuff to a degree sure well, that's great. That was my last question. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> All right. I'm just, I'm just amazed at the the, the, the what, this book and and it's it's it's. I think half of it's made up. Like, how do they even know exactly what's happening? Was there some documentarian sitting there writing? Well, you know what it stuff? is. I'll tell you what it is with the EMI stuff. That that stuff is, you know, what guys with white coats walking around. Yeah. With, with clipboards and shit. And when the Beatles would go there and they would do a session, everything was documented. It was like a doctor's office. It was, like it was literally like, doc, yeah. you use these four mics at 4 o'clock. They know that. And you put them back in the room at 8 o'clock when you were done. And, they, and that's and what this guy, Mark Lewis, and that's yeah. what these guys do. They look at all the paperwork, you know. Oh, man. Um, they, I had this guy at my house one night, and I was trying to, like, play him some rare recordings. He's like, Chris, Chris. Listen, you, you know way more about the music than I do. I'm a document man. And what he means is that's what they do. They go get the documents from EMI and Abbey Road and all the sessions, and that's what they put in these books. They, put, they, they get the paperwork, and they read it, and they reproduce it, and they tell you what they did it. Because it was all done by time. You know, yeah. 11 oh, o'clock, they were in, time. they were out at yeah. 6. So it's, that's it's they they have schematics of the room set up and and oh how, yeah they have little drawings of you have oh I know which one you have you have the Brian Kehu book right you have that one um, recording the Beatles right yeah, the studio yeah, the equipment one, this, yeah. yeah that one recording the that's Beatles, even better the studio Mark Lewiston was the first guy that did the first recording and this is this next one these I know this he's a friend of mine Brian who did that book uh, yeah these guys are complete you know they're 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 nuts with they're the, nerdy with the now. details. They have little yeah. They have little drawings of where who stood at two o'clock. Yeah. John stood here, and then at four o'clock he sat down, and he was over on the piano. That's amazing. They have a picture of him sitting. They don't have yeah. a you know a record of like World War Two that's this. Uh, no, no, no. Because you know why? Because, again, because this stuff was all documented. You know, especially when they got super famous. You know, the, every every move they made, they would say, you know, oh, they George changed the guitar string at six oh two, and he, we we know where he got it. <laughs> it's, okay. it, it, it in, in your mind, do the um, the remasters and stuff like what, uh, 
out of all these things that are released by different record companies, depending on who owns what and all this stuff, what do you think Beatles records sound the best? Out of all the versions of everything, like if it went, does the do you, do you like the mono? Well, the mono the mono records up until the White Album was they always say that's the way the Beatles intended you to hear it. Yeah. And the stereo versions were you know done by second engineers. That was true in the day, um, but now today, now when you buy, you can get the remastered Beatles records. It's a whole other animal now. Forget it. Now it's like they've they've jacked this up to a degree that you can't even imagine because of technology. Giles Martin, Joel George's young son. He just did the re, you know, 50th anniversary Sgt. Pepper, and he's now doing the 50th anniversary White Album, and he did that record one, you know, the one album, and they mixed all those songs. So now they have it to a level where it's going to blow your mind now. <laughs> it's like the yeah. stuff that came out in the 60s was just that. I mean, think about it. This, I mean, it took them 50 years. Now, as a, um, as, a, as a DJ and a pro, do you sit down and listen to these records with your headphones on and, like, seriously dissect? Oh, yeah, I go to these listening parties. Like, when they did this Sgt. Pepper, right, that was the big... That's never the never big heard. That remix? Kahuna, right? That's yeah. the album, right? So so they re, they redid it. They, you know, they, they used all this technology, and they've literally gone and taken each individual instrument, like, you know, the Mellotron. We took it, and we put it through a thing, and we did this, and... It's the whole thing, and now you listen to it, and it is. It's it blows your mind. I mean, it's everything it was in the '60s, only now ten times more intense. It's like somebody power so, washed it. Right, right. Pardon? It's like, it's like somebody power washed it. Yeah, exactly. It's exactly what happened. They just crank it up. Now, if you have the wrong guys doing that kind of stuff, I mean, I'm sure they could screw it up. But they have, like, again. George Martin's son's, you know, his blood is in it, so he's going to do it right. And uh, you really, it really does sound amazing. And so, you know, I, I, I don't, I don't, I'm not against it. I'm not like a purist, but you ask me the best way to hear the Beatles, I'll give you a little side fun note. I collect reel-to-reel tapes. You remember reel-to-reel sure tapes? Sure we do. Right? That's Those, the, right? My band and I only record on reel-to-reel, and I'm not even kidding. <laughs> there you go. So you if you about... listen to Pet Sounds by the Beach Boys, <laughs> yes. or Abbey Road by the Beatles, or Led Zeppelin II, or right. you pick your favorite album that came out between maybe 67 and 72, right? 73, Strang- that's when they made these reel The deal with reel-to-reels were nobody bought them, but audiophiles in the day, right? So in 1969, when Abbey Road came out, they'd sell a million cassettes, a million albums, and they'd sell 9,000 reel-to-reels, wow. right? Yeah, so an album machines. that sold millions sold 9,000 reel-to-reels. And those reel-to-reels, because they only made one run of them, because no one bought them, they made them from the masters. So, that's so the when closest. you listen to an Abbey Row that you bought at your record store, it could have been pressed in Syracuse, New York, a fourth pressing. They were making them all over the place because it was Abbey Road. Yeah, yeah. Could be so called. if you listen to it, point being, buy the reel-to-reels. You can find them on eBay. They How go for about they cost? $60, $70 a pop. Oh, you buy a $200 reel-to-reel player. You got one already. And you listen to your favorite albums on reel-to-reel, you, you listen to Rubber Soul on reel-to-reel, you get any CD in the world or 
forget vinyl. Everybody's like, ooh, vinyl, vinyl. They don't record onto vinyl. They record onto tape. That's right. Right? And it looks sexy in the living room. Why is it only $70? And they cut it. Wait a second. Uh, and so do you have a reel-to-reel -reel player, like, in your uh, living room? And yes. Yeah, yes, nice. I do. You son That's of a gun. That's a sexy you. look right there. Nice. I'm not kidding. I used to have a couple. I don't know what happened to them. They're around here somewhere. You can get them, like, really cheap. Like, you can, can you? spend 150 200 bucks on eBay. There, there's, like, millions of them. Just type in right. TAC 333, whatever. Right. You yeah. can find. You can find them all for days. You can and these find are, them, right? These are bounced down to the, the half-inch tape reel-to-reels, right? Half-inch or... or uh, yeah, well, there's no, three... Uh, quarter, there's there's seven and a half, and there's seven and a half IPS and three and three quarters. Those are the way they came out. The commercial ones. These are the ones that are, you know, have the album covers on it, right? So you're, you're yeah. getting Sgt. Cool. Pepper. It's like a mini Sgt. Pepper. It's just the tape on the inside. That's awesome. Um, so great, though. I mean, and you... Again, any vinyl, anybody, any of these geeks that tell you... Oh, vinyl is oh, vinyl. Yeah, tell them get a reel-to-reel -reel player, and you'll you, you so tell wait. them to put that scratchy piece of crap on, and I'll put my nice tape on. It's a nice warm bass. It sounds wonderful. And I have like you know Neil Young records. Whoever you like, you know Simon and Garfunkel reel-to-reels. Whoever it doesn't matter. They're all. They're great. They just sound good. And they stopped making them after 73, so you can't get, like... It's Chris Carter know, after dark Elvis here. <laughs> He's very upset about the vinyl. So is my band wasting my time recording onto reel to, uh, onto one-inch reel-to-reel and then pressing it onto well, you, a record? Everybody from the beginning of time has been recording onto tape yeah. until now digital, of course. You yeah. don't have to use tape anymore. But point being, before you can make a record, you put it on tape. Sure. <laughs> So uh, making a record, what's the big deal about a record? That's why I say get the tape. All right, so the tape is the most uh, pure uh, part, I guess. If you yes, went straight but not from... a cassette tape or not an eight-track tape, a reel-to-reel -reel tape. You're going straight from the master, reel-to-reel -to, -reel to smaller reel-to-reel. -reel. Exactly, only done once. So remember when those people would get those, you know, mobile fidelity sound lab record? Remember those fancy versions of an yeah. album with a gold yeah, strip on top yeah. of your face? And they charge you $42 for it, you know. Yeah, you need to open it with a hammer. <laughs> you just get the real to real. It's the same thing. <laughs> what, is it, what is it, Mario? You have a question, question please. please. Why is it only seventy, eighty dollars? With nine thousand pressings, you think it would be more? I'm an eBay guy. Yes, so yes, because the same. It's a that's a, that's still a lot. You're you're paying. Think about it. You're paying ninety dollars for the Rolling Stones' <laughs> Beggars Banquet. I mean, it's not. It's it's a lot of money. Yeah. You know. Um, and that's about what it's worth. And the other thing is, right, no one buys them. So that's the other reason. Yeah, they, because maybe they nobody has a machine, price. you know. Like, but but there's so things, many out there, though. But things like that going into the hands of audiophiles almost can, uh, creates an archive because they're taken care and of, it, too. Yeah. And they're so fun to look at. I mean, they're, they're kind of like, you know, like a little bit of, uh, you know, it's like having an album. It's, a, it's, a, it's almost the same size as an album. And sometimes it came with the lyrics in and everything. And it's just a fun thing to have. It's just, it's cool. Plus, it sounds awesome. Chris yeah. Carter, do you think that tape is the most sustainable medium for music to be on? Well, unfortunately, digital will always... And, you know, because the way it is now, you can, the, with, the, with the ones and the zeros, I mean, my whole life is everything I own. All my Beatles music is all digitized. It's all... Yeah, but you could lose uh, it in two know. seconds, and then now you get a new phone or a new computer, and then, like, it's gone. 
Right, but you have it, but you in, in, well, you don't lose it. You almost save it forever because of it. Now, it's, I hate to I hate to defend it. <laughs> but, but it is, it is the best way to store stuff. I mean, I can I have literally tens of thousands of songs on it. You're listening to In Defense of Digital with Chris Carter. What what about what about uh, masters? Like original, What's that? What about like original masters, like recording studios? Have you uh, been to Abbey Road and sat down be, and listened to? Have you recorded on a computer? I've been to I've been to Abbey Road. I haven't been able to uh, sit down and listen, but now I probably could because. One of the cool things about having this job on the right. on the Beatles channel, this is just between us friends, you know, because yeah, we're so, no you know, we've been <laughs> close for so many years. Um, <laughs> when I got this gig, I had a meeting with the the head of Apple, right? You know, and he's like, "Chris, listen, I just want to tell you, you don't work for Sirius XM now." You work for the Beatles. You work for us now, like, right? You work for the Beatles. And I was like, wow. If someone ever told me that when I was like, you know, a kid, that, that somebody would ever tell me that I work for the Beatles. That's a so, big, like a crime organization. It's like, you know, in Wayne, New Jersey. Yeah. <laughs> you work for us now, all right? Now you just can't leave. Speaking of the crime organization, we haven't even talked about Little Steven Van Zandt. Oh, no, what happened? Yeah, I mean, listen. No, nothing. Little it's Steven's... like working for the mob without the crime over there. That's basically what it's like. <laughs> My favorite picture of him from that show is that he's reading a book called How to Clean Everything. I don't know why he just... Yes, yes, yes. I, I, I used that picture once as an email picture. That's a great, that's a great picture. It's just the look, the look on his face while he's reading the book. Oh, that's something... like, Did you ever see Lilyhammer? No, yeah. and I heard it was great. You could tell Steven wrote it because, like, in one episode, like, he's in bed with, like, three chicks. And I'm like, hey, Steven. And he's got, like, this wig on. I'm like, dude, did you write this? This guy's imagination he's in bed is with three else. chicks. So Steve, only he would write that. Little Steven's Underground Garage on Sirius is just a, one of my top two channels for me. Uh, a great, great radio show. And uh, he's got great uh, DJs on there. And when he does the show, it's, it's really funny because any band, he'll, like, you know, tell this, like, kind of, Long convoluted story to get to the right and, and on, a, on a bed of surf they're, music. They're originally from Detroit, and then uh, by way of dun, dun, and you dun, go through dun, the whole dun, dun, geographical <laughs> band story. And then he always has one great line at the end, you know. Oh yeah, the kicker. But he didn't live to tell about. It. <laughs> <laughs> and now you know the rest of the story. It, you know? it yeah, no, it's an honor to be at that channel. I mean, I he, and the fact that he lets me on for eight hours on the weekend is just like amazing. I just you know. What are you tied to a radiator? What's that show again? What's it called? Chris Carter's British Invasion. Chris Carter's British Invasion. When does that air on Little Stevens on the That's on uh, Saturdays at noon till 4, and then again on Sundays from uh, 4 to 8, East Coast time. Oh, Mint, I'm going to listen to the Sunday one. I listen to that all the way up to Cambridge. The Kinks and all the the fat bands. Yeah, it's great. It's fun. It's a, it's a relief scene. after the Beatles all week. It's a nice, uh, <laughs> a nice, uh, <laughs> it's a nice change, you know? What Chris, is it, Mario? Chris, I, I see from the uh, research that was so greatly put together. <laughs> Here's Mario. That uh, you worked with, like, the Stones, the Dolls, the Replacements, Tom Petty, Blondie. Uh, that's a pretty Yeah, I played list. on all their records, or they played on my records. One yeah. thing, what's, what stands out? One thing that stands out about any of those bands? <clears throat> about any of those, those, those playing with those guys? Yeah, yeah. Oh, God, stand out. Um, well, the... One of my best stories is always Mick Taylor, who is oh. the guitar player for the Stones. Yes. Our favorite guitar you know, player. 
Yeah, he replaced, you know, Brian Jones. He was in from the, the greatest Stones years for my money, you know. Absolutely. Uh, you know, big, Let big, It Bleed and then Sticky Fingers and Exile. Big so, three. So, yeah, we were, we were cutting our, our, our album, Vinyl, and our producer was a guy named Don Smith, and he had just worked with Keith Richards on his solo albums, and he engineered the last two uh, Stones albums with Don Was. So he's like, uh, he's like, you want to get Mick Taylor to play on your record? And we're like, yeah, yeah, sure. So, so we, we kind of expected Mick Taylor to come in with like a whole bunch of fancy guitars or whatever. So he comes, in, he comes with this guitar, and it's like in a plastic bag. And we're like, what the fuck is it? And then he takes that, and it's like a blue, like an awful blue Japanese like guitar, like like you'd spend like you know you'd give your like nine year old kid this guitar, like his first guitar, first act. and here he is, Mick Taylor, and and that was the first night of the the Iraq War. I remember, it was in the, and uh, he kept going, he kept saying scuds all the time, <laughs> and he takes this guitar out of the, out of the bag, and we we're like, oh god, and he plugs it in, and he. It's like it's like beautiful. He plays like me. You know, it's like Sister Morphine and Moonlight Mile, all those great Mick Taylor, Time Waits for No One. So, and he plays beautifully. And he plays on like five songs on our album. We gave him 400 bucks. He said scuds five more times, and then he left. And that was a good one. That was one <laughs> of my, uh, out of those guys, out of you, the guys you mentioned, that was an interesting. Yeah, I think Mick Taylor maybe has a, you know, um, kind of a like social anxiety or something. Yeah, he was I, living in a little house. I mean, he had a, he was, uh, he had like tough times or something. I don't know, because you know he didn't get paid for anything. He didn't write one freaking song. You know, he didn't get one no. writing credit on it, one Stone song. So if you don't get writing credit, don't matter that much, you know. Once you're not working anymore. Yeah, apparently, he gets four hundred dollars just to play with you. Well, he, I, he, he gets the regular. That was like a union fee, you know. I was actually surprised. It's like, like a regular. It's like the you know what, what you pay to come on the Johnny Carson show. You know, it's like here's your three eighty. You know. <laughs> I was surprised uh, he played a few shows like what was it, Pat? Like ten, twelve years ago out in Long Island. I yeah. thought he was kind of like a recluse at that point, but he played like he toured a little bit. Like the, in small well, then they let him play with the Stones on that one tour where they let him play like... Yeah, a couple songs. You know, he'd come out and do like three or four or five songs and then he'd go back, you know, but it, they had different people coming out, which was kind of cool. That was a nice of him, you know, because yeah. he's still really good. I mean, the guy's amazing. I mean, how old was Mick Taylor when he joined the Rolling Stones? Like 16? Like 19. 19? I mean, <laughs> no, he, was, he was maybe a little older than that, but yeah, he was pretty young. Yeah, he was pretty young. I mean, he uh, those those three records, he, uh, he just kind of destroyed... Destroyed it. He was. He's the. Oh, he's, he's. You know, he's fantastic. You know, not only was he so fluid with his leads, he's a great rhythm. When he's not playing leads, don't forget that's him playing rhythm guitar on like "Can't You Hear Me Knocking" and "Bitch" and "Brown Sugar." He's playing all the rhythm too. Yeah. You know, so he's really. He was good. I mean, that's you know, why Keith I, is good, but he's real good. <laughs> Ronnie, Ronnie, Wood, Ronnie Wood is a great guitar player, and he gets a bad rap because after those three albums, it's like, oh, now we hear what Mick was doing. And poor Ronnie Wood. Oh, right. Like, the guy's like yeah. halfway brilliant, and uh, you know, he's, getting, yeah. he's getting shit for not playing it. Yeah, Ronnie is more like two Keiths. You know, Ronnie is, they, <laughs> they, do their, they weave, you know, they do that thing they call the weave where you can't tell who's doing what. Right. You know, it's yeah. like they kind of go in and except, out. Except, They're both the same. Where Mick Taylor was like, he was like a jazz guitar player compared to, you know, Keith. He was yeah. like, you could tell that difference in a second. And the slide stuff. Is it's fun to watch. Mm. Like they have, yeah. have country riffs. I don't know how they do it. I don't know what's going on. 
the uh, um, You all right, John? No, I'm not okay. I think I just had a heart attack. Oh, Call my an God. Ambulance. Grab it. Take over, Mario. What about the dolls? <laughs> Tell me about the dolls. No, no, no. I got to hear the old punk. No, but I have a question. Oh, no, Grandpa, no. After all these... Uh, <laughs> This is what I'm going to get back to. Sorry, Chris, kind of all over the place. Uh, talking to Chris Carter, Breakfast with the Beatles. You've interviewed all the Beatles, except for John Lennon. And uh, what is the most revealing thing that a Beatle has uh, revealed to you? Is there anything, like, crazy? Like, that all of a sudden, like, you're interviewing George Harrison, and he's like, you know, I don't like olives or something. I'm like, hey, wait, you know, <laughs> you know what's, what? What's left to break? Right, you know who's underrated? Hitler. Uh, <laughs> Billy Preston says for uh, some reason. We, we we find some different things. One of the funniest ones. It was not that funny, but we were talking to George Martin about um, <laughs> this engineer who worked with George on all the early Beatle records. His name was Norman Smith, and he was. You know, he was the engineer. He was really the guy that did those early Beatles records. He also produced the early Pink Floyd records, blah, blah, blah. So we were, we were talking to George Martin on the radio. We were like, George, we just talked to Norman Smith last week. And uh, when was the last time you talked to him? And he's like, Norman Smith, I thought he was dead. <laughs> like, we're like live on the radio. It's like, no, no, no. So we, you know, we figure these guys like keep in touch with each other. Shit, but hey, they don't. Norman the from LA, you're on there. From, 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 Pete, <laughs> from Pete Best, we found out, like, I found this, I still find this fascinating. We go, Pete, since the day you were fired from the Beatles, have you ever spoken to any of the Beatles? Have you ever spoken to Ringo or Paul? Or George or John ever? Did you ever? Never. Never spoke to <laughs> This guy Holy has never shit. spoken to one of these guys in God. all these oh years. My God. Is he bitter? Is Isn't that? Like, there was no night in the 80s when Paul McCartney smoked, like, 10 joints and said, <laughs> let's call up Pete Bass. Like, that never Like, never. There was never. Uh, Pete, no, no, no. Is your refrigerator running? Exactly. <laughs> Pete's on a construction site. <laughs> <laughs> you have Prince Albert in the car? <laughs> That's the worst, worst Paul McCartney impression ever, ladies and gentlemen. Thank you. <laughs> what do you think of the new Paul McCartney uh, records? I kind of, I mean, when oh. I think new Paul McCartney records, I think like 20 years. I think Flaming Pie is a new record. I kinda Flaming like Pie is the newest, right, from 97. Me too. I know what you mean. And then he's, exactly got a, he's got a brand new record. I think the single's pretty good. What do you think of that? The single's good. It's rocking. You know, he's got a, what he is, he's got an awesome freaking band. I mean, he's got yeah. this band of oh, I like, love the drummer. You know, fantastic. This drummer, Abe, yeah, like, you he used to play for the this guy's like John right? Bonham. He's like John Bonham category. You know, he's he break he's breaking sticks. He's pounding these things, and he he hard, swings bro. the mic stand around when he's done singing. He said he's a show unto himself. You know. <laughs> and the two guitar players are great guys. They're both L.A. guys. I knew these guys for years. I knew these guys before they were with Paul, and now they're in Paul's band. So that's like a crazy thing. <laughs> I like that. The new singles, like, uh, what is it called? Uh, if You Come On To Me. Come On To Me. Come On To Me. And the whole premise is, I guess, like Paul McCartney sitting in a coffee shop and he's uh, coming on to <laughs> which would never, like, happen in real life. Like, if Paul McCartney <laughs> could possibly go to a public place without being mobbed by 2,000 yeah. people and he's just making eyes at a woman. Like, doesn't that get weird like later on when the Beatles make a lot of money and stuff that there's, is it, do you think it's hard to write songs about like, you know, being, having a billion dollars or something? Yeah. Like, See, I'm not slagging on Paul. I'm just seeing, saying that, Seeing a nice girl no, on Paul, the bus. Well, I think Paul approached it the same way. He always was the kind of guy that could write a song in a minute. You know, like, I can write a song yeah. about, you know, uh, the girl in the flower shop. Oh, yeah, okay, he could write, you know, you could tell him the subject, he could write the song, you know, so I think that's the way Paul approaches 
songwriting where like John and George, they had to like be in the mood. They had to have some trouble in their life. You know what I mean? Paul's the approach is songwriting like a business. Right. You know, it's like, I need two slow songs, a reggae song, two rockers, and a cover. That's <laughs> like how a, Paul does like it. Form, yeah. like, a, like an old Tin Pan Alley guy. He's a formula. Yeah, he's, he's a, yeah no, he is. And then, there's a funny little thing. Speaking of Tin Pan Alley and old school, we always notice that when Paul plays live, he never, ever takes a sip of water, wow. right? And he could be out in the desert playing for three hours. <laughs> so I'm hosting this thing at, at the Apollo. He played the Apollo for Sirius XM, and I was hosting it. And I, I was there from the morning to the day. I was inside the Apollo. And at the end of the night, before he comes on, they had all these, like, heavy hitters, like, coming over. They would send them over to me to say hello because we were on the radio. So it was like, you know. Stephen, little Stephen would come over, and cousin Brucey come over, and like you know, uh, Howard Stern yeah, came exactly over, and really Jerry, all these people, and I'm sitting around with all these, these big people. So I, I brazenly say in front of everyone and on the radio, I said, I bet everybody here ten dollars, Paul McCartney will not take a sip of water throughout this evening's show. I bet you, and I said this before the awesome. show, and I'm praying to God, right, that he doesn't have. And then the place gets super hot, and the power goes out. Right? Yeah, There's all these problems. Everybody's sweating, right? Because it was like, like and I'm thinking, of it? all nights, he he's going to drink water. Did he, do it? <laughs> he didn't. He did the whole show. He, he was there with his beetle boots and, and his shirt and his collar. He never broke a sweat. And we found out why. We asked the guys in the band. We said, why don't Paul drink water? Why? We found, Paul says it's an old showbiz adage. <laughs> you never drink or eat in front of a paying audience. Wow. And wow. Paul will never drink water in front of a crowd. And to this day, we always wait for him, and he never has a drink of water. Wow, that's a, There's a, you know, that's another a, little fun fact for you. <laughs> that's a real showman. Him. He's right. Old He's old right. He came show. from those old days. Yep. And uh, the vaudevillian yep. times, you, you would never. The only time you would drink water if, if you had a ventriloquist dummy back then. That's right. That's it. That's the only time. <laughs> he, he didn't That's make it. it up. He just upheld it. You should see him that day that. at the Apollo, right? Not only does he play oh, for, you know, this place was like Keith Richards, Mick Jagger. It was every. Larry David. It was. Well, it was every Jewish uh, comedian the, in America David, the was best there. Apparently. In no, but it was an amazing place at the show. And, and before he played. He does a two-and-a-half-hour sound check, and he's going to do the Christmas song, you know, Wonderful Christmas. He has the Harlem kids come in, and he spends 45 minutes with them on this song, introduces himself to each one of these kids. Wow. He's an amazing, Good. he's an amazing guy. Two-and-a-half-hour sound check. Now three-and-a-half-hour sound check. How long is the show? It, it, Wait, well, I included the kids, the, the, the shaking of the oh, hands. Oh, I was, see. You know. Yeah, yeah. No, Wait, he but, seems like, you know, as down-to-earth as you could be for a super, I mean, a, a mega-rich yeah. dude. He really does yeah. seem like he's like, you know, he's, he's re I think when you get older, you realize that, like, listen, there's not much. You, you can't take it with you, anyways. And I don't think Paul was ever a greedy, like rich guy or whatever. But I don't, nah, I don't he know. Enjoys I don't know the, the work man. too. Like I mean, yeah. you don't have to. Like you know, you say you don't have to do that. You know, I don't think John Lennon would be doing no. you know a hundred shows a year. I don't think so. And doing you know, I just he he. It's in his you know. He loves being. Uh, but you know, he loves being Paul. <laughs> Chris, just getting back to Paul's songwriting uh, technique. This is a, a thing that kind of uh, drove Lennon crazy. Like uh, like that that there was maybe no. Uh, pain behind a lot of the songs, uh, you know, and there was like it was almost like a nursery rhyme kind of thing that that, yeah. that Lennon kind of. But he could uh, be, but you know, he could also, he could all. I mean, being you know, hosting the Beatles show sometimes, like you say, do you, you, you really start getting into it? 
when you start looking at some of the lyrics, Eleanor Rigby, you know, yeah. yesterday Teddy. from a guy in his 20s. This is a guy in his 20s. Yeah. I mean, this is this some serious shit, you know? I mean, this is, uh, totally. I always say all the great rock and roll songs, if you think about it, and this is a little interesting thing, are all done, or 90%, by guys or girls in their 20s, yeah. right? Every spring, Every Dylan song, every Springsteen, every Kinks, Stones, Beatles, all done by guys in their 20s. Right. When the first you know, Led Zeppelin came out, John Bonham was two years old. Time. He was two. 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 Led Zeppelin one. Look it up. John Bonham was two years old. <laughs> Bash <laughs> he was a baby. <laughs> wow. a, I'm telling you. It's the, it's Those like guys. The athletes. You know, well, we talked about this 20s. before. What's the entire, like, you know. Uh, uh, how how long did the Beatles exist as a band when they put out those albums? What, two, six, eight. seven, eight years? It's ridiculous. Yeah, right. Six, yeah. Sixty-two it's to sixty-two to sixty-nine, basically yeah. seven. You know, first month of nineteen seventy. That's it. Eight years. Do you have yep. a favorite Beatles cover? Favorite Beatles cover? Yeah. Oh, um, gee, I I must. To the Beatles. I must. If you say Aerosmith, I'm hanging up. <laughs> it's not Aerosmith. <laughs> what is your favorite Beatles record, though? We should ask you that because I know what mine is. Let's, let's see. If album? Yeah, that's correct. LP. Yeah, album is the Capital. And I'm not a fan of the Capital records at all, but the Capital version, the one we grew up with, of Rubber Soul. Ooh, that's yeah. my favorite. Yeah. All right, that's you. my favorite. And then the White Album is my second favorite. Second. Where do you put What's Revolver? Uh, my favorite's Revolver, oh, yeah. only because I think opening up with Taxman. Revolver? Is... Well, here's an interesting and, thing. And your now, bird can sing my favorite. Tell me this, John. Is that, John, is that your favorite? Uh, yeah, that's my favorite record, yeah. Okay, but here's the weird thing about Revolver. The Revolver we got as kids, right? Right. The Missing... one that came out in a is the only Beatles record that has two John Lennon songs on it. It's only got two John Lennon songs, the U.S. Revolver, where the real Revolver has, you know, five, yeah, six yeah. John Lennon songs. <laughs> the one we got, it's the only, it had three George songs, but two John, think of another Jesus. Beatles record that only has two John songs. I never thought about it like that. That's I know. It's just got Tomorrow Never Knows and She Said, She Said. All the rest are George and Paul songs and I, Ringo. I love George anytime they open a record with a George song, which is probably the only time, right, I believe, maybe. But, yeah. I mean, well, yeah, yeah, for the first song, yeah. Yep. And, yep. Uh, he got Within You, Without You on the side two of Sgt. Pepper, but you're right. Is that uh And then he got Here Comes the Sun. Yeah. Uh, well, yeah. And, uh, listen, Anya Burke and Sing might be, in my, I'm putting that in my yeah. top two, maybe three Beatles songs of all time. I just love that song. There you go. See, now that's on the that's that's on the British Revolve. Correct. Right? We didn't get that. We I got both versions, sir. Today. <laughs> uh, I'm with him on Rubber Soul. Yeah. I always love yeah. a band in a transition. Hey, Bulldog. Like, like when a band is doing a transition thing, like Fugazi are masters of that. Like every like second, third record, you can hear them constantly pushing themselves. And Rubber Soul has that transitional feel yeah. to it. Well, I think uh, when you right. when, when you when you kind of uh, bundle the album's timeline time wise together, everything just transitional. Maybe by uh, you know just the. The, the nature of you, speed like, okay, the, yeah, the speed of putting out records. I, which is, I'm really not sure why people aren't saying my favorite. Abbey Road is one song to me, and the whole thing is a great fucking journey right through. Oh, it's whole, the, that's their finest produced that's, album, that for is, sure. That's oh a my great God. sounding that's, record. It's also know. one of the best collaborated out of all of them that I... They I, were working again together for the yeah. first time that again. Really yeah, they, like were they were singing together. together. Yep. I, mean, yep. I like what they did with that. Chris, I we, they and you knew that. You, you knew they, they knew it was it was over. They knew. I mean, it was... Right. If you think about how epic that ending was, the fact yeah. that they end their album with the end and, you know, 
it the is most pretty dynamic thing they did. amazing to write your to write the end of your career out. I mean, it's, it's really the ultimate show business statement if you think about it. Yeah. Yeah, Chris, was that was that part of the Abbey Road album that was written during the, the sessions before that, or was the end? Well, um, that was the last thing that they did, if you think about it, because the, all the all the Let It Be stuff was January '69, right? So that just look at that year '69. So January they did all Let It Be, so that was all done. Then they. They had the rest of the year, 69, and they knew this was it. So when they recorded Abbey Road, which was the summer of 69, uh, came out in September of 69, they knew, they knew this was it. Yeah, I mean, John Lennon already had like two albums, three albums out, don't forget, yeah. at this mm-hmm. point. You know, two virgins and all that nonsense. So, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, you know, they knew it was over. So to, to write the end and to put the three guys playing leads, behind, you know, big lead guitars at the end with the, you know, and in the end, I mean, it's really an epic way to end. They didn't think they didn't think that Let It Be was coming out when they did Abbey Road. You got to remember that they weren't saying, "Oh yeah, Let It Be is coming out in the beginning of '70." They weren't yeah. thinking like that. They were thinking Abbey Road is it, and this is it. So when you put it in that context, it's kind of fascinating, you know. Chris, I, I can't. I uh, really appreciate you staying on for this long, and uh, it's a fun uh, thing to talk about. Oh, we're about. we're on. No, oh, no, no. I thought no. we were getting ready to go on at seven. I'm we're the warm up crew. We were chatting first. No, we we're just testing the mic. So we got another hour. Okay, yeah. So I thought yeah, oh, it sounds Chris, good here. We're just the intern. I'm, I'm not wrapping it up, but I don't. I don't want to keep uh, you. No, but you, I need to ask I, you. A, I, go I, ahead. No, but I do have one question before you do this. When when you yelled at the people, ten bucks. Paul McCartney isn't gonna oh. tr- take a drink of water. Did anybody pay off? <laughs> I, Tom yeah, Arnold. I, I was just I was just so happy that he didn't do it. I didn't even follow up on, on, on any of the financial. Uh, all those those guys all left already. But that was an amazing night, though. I don't know if you guys remember when he played at the Apollo, but they, they invited like every. I mean, it was the the people in the audience. It was it was incredible. It was just like. Uh, you know, it was like all you need is love. It was like all the everywhere you looked, it was like, oh look, it's Keith Richards, and they all had. It was the ugliest guys in the world with the most beautiful <laughs> women you had ever seen. It was Paul Simon and this, you know, and Keith Richards and uh, Howard. And, and it was just, it was so funny. It was like we were looking and saying, look at the beautiful women. It's like Gilbert Gottfried and Angie Everett. Yes, yes, it was like Gilbert Gottfried and a six foot model. It was incredible. <laughs> You see that documentary on Gilbert Gottfried? Yeah, Pat has. I yes. haven't. And, I need and he to collects watch. all the things from the hotel, and he's got every shampoo and yeah. soap from every hotel he's ever been in I, under I, his bed. It's I, I, I love how the wife doesn't doesn't even seem to be shaming him about it. She's just like, look at this. Well, no, <laughs> she's just like, just keep sending me, putting that check into my bank account, Gilbert. We love you. You want to hear yeah. something funny that I heard today that I never heard before? And uh, uh, I don't know if uh, Chris, you remember Ten Ten Wins from your time in New Jersey? The, uh, yeah, sure. Uh, and now. All of a sudden, ten ten wins. A very serious radio station. They play a little typewriter noise and they give you the news. You get twenty two minutes. You'll give us the world. They go and now right, here's, right, right. They did it twice today when I was listening at work. Uh, now here's Gilbert Godfrey. He's like, "Hello, ten ten wins." <laughs> he, they're having Gilbert's like doing announcing for ten ten wins. It's the funniest thing I've ever heard. I swear to God, I'm not making this up. Anything that gets attention. Have you heard this? <laughs> no, we got a new program director at ten ten wins. Apparently, uh, Mark Chernoff. Yeah, there's yeah, been some turnover. <laughs> no, that was a uh, Les Mundes, uh, who's now a uh, uh, sexual harasser. Oh, oh, yeah. That's Somebody's Snake. Been oh, yeah, he's in trouble. He's in yeah. trouble. Yeah. Are you in trouble? I'm never in trouble. Yeah. yeah. Um, the, uh, well, all right, let's let's get down to the nitty gritty for one second. Brass tech. What is the what is the best Beatles song? 
Come on. Ooh. Wild Honey Pie. Ooh. Oh, Wild no, Honey Pie? Um, <laughs> the best Beatles song. That's, that's such a crazy question. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, that's why it's hard. Well, you know the one everybody always says is the best Beatles song. That, Stay that right we ahead. talked Hope about earlier. That was the day in the life. Here's an interesting. Let's better, I'll better you in this one. Here's an interesting. All right. This guy comes over to my house once, and he goes, comes over. He puts a piece of paper in my pocket, my front pocket, and he says, that's a Beatles song. I just put it in your front pocket. Don't look at it. I said, okay. He said, now I'm going to ask you a question, and you're going to pick the same song. I know what she because I know what song you're going to pick, and that's the piece of paper I put in your pocket. I said, "All right, go ahead." I didn't know what he was talking about. He said, "Okay, an alien comes down from another planet. Never heard the Beatles. You have to give the alien the one song by the Beatles." Oh no! Shit! <laughs> so you start to think. All right. Is it going to be an early one, like a mop-top song? No, because that wouldn't give you, that wouldn't represent the psychedelic era, right? right? Okay. Wouldn't be something from Sgt. Pepper, because then that wouldn't represent the old stuff. All right, then there's Abbey Road. Okay, long story short, I, I come to the conclusion of what song it is. I go, all right, I figured out the song. So he, he says, and he tells me what it is, and it's the same song in my pocket. But before I tell you, tell me what you guys would think uh. now. An alien comes down. Right. Never okay. heard the Beatles. One song that best represents the band. It shows you a little bit of everything that the Beatles were. Maybe the rock side, the acoustic side, the right. psychedelic side. What song would you pick? Well, think I, about I, it I, I, figuring out figuring uh, things out logically, you would think that if there was a little bit of everything, it would be one of the Beatles songs, which is kind of like three songs together, and with a lot of different parts. So, but it's not a day in the life. You say. I have a guess. Go ahead, Ryan. What's your guess? Well, saw... well, there's no right answer. There was just the song that I picked, yes. and it was the same one he picked. And then I could tell you why I picked it. But go I, ahead. I saw her standing there. I saw her standing there. It's the most important. No, well, you're thinking Mop Top. That's not a... He's in... you got to pick something that encapsulates right. the entire Everything? catalog. Yeah. Well, again, there's no right answer, but... I'll, well, you know, I'll go... Again, I'll, I'll go, I'll go uh, mag Magical Mystery Tour, Happiness I think. Happiness is the warm that? gum. <laughs> Ooh, that's a good song. <laughs> All right, I'll tell you what I picked and what was the piece of paper that he that he wrote, and that was "We Can Work It Out." Oh, oh. And that reason was because, of course, I went to mid-period Beatles because if you're say in the mid-period Beatles, you have a little bit of the early, you have possibly a little bit of the late. I thought the lyrics best were very, you know, yes. descriptive of the Beatles how they worked. And that was just a song that I came up with because it was like dead mid-period Beatles. Had a little bit of everything. It was like a really good... And that was the piece of paper that he wrote. Wow. And that was just really? a little thing that happened. But I was just... I always ask people because I'm always curious what they well, come up where with. Well, that's where we're talking about transitional, uh, you know, songs. In that yeah, song, that's a perfect, perfect. transition. Yeah, that's yeah, what yeah. I thought. That's, yeah. when, that's when the lyrics go to another level. The, the harmonies are all there. The acoustic parts are there. The rocking part's there. I, yeah. Yeah, you know, that's a, that's a good one, man. You're good at this Beatles it thing. A fun, it's a fun little game, you know, to kind of throw around, and you know, with a what, bunch of people that like the Beatles. <laughs> what is the worst Beatles song? Oh, Mr. Moonlight. <laughs> I don't know that one. <laughs> <laughs> Name one I know. Or Till There Was You. Wonderful Roses. Yeah, it's, you, it's a tie. It's a tie. All right, Chris, if you hear The Long and Winding Road one more time, will you jump off a bridge? If I hear John Lennon's bass playing on the long and winding road, I will jump off a bridge. If you ever listen to the bass playing on this song, it is the worst bass playing by a competent musician ever put to tape. It, I, I, we were friends. I, I hang out with a bunch of studio musicians. Wadi Wachtel, you've heard of these guys, sure, right? Yeah. For years. Rick the bass player was my neighbor. Hey, he man, played Rick with, the bass player. Played, 
Yeah, right. Rick the bass player with Neil Young and Joe Walsh. Rick the bass player, we were really wasted one night over at Rick's house. We were listening to The Long and Winding Road, and Rick said, I can play that bass part better with my feet. And we said, let's see. And we got out the tapes, and he took off his shoes, and he played the Long and Winding Road bass part better than John Lennon with his left foot. And it was an amazing thing. Uh, that's how bad the bass playing on the Long and Winding Road is. Rick, the bass player, played it better with his foot. He didn't even have to take his shoe off. No. He was wearing, no. He was wearing wingtips. What is it? John Lennon plays bass. He had a, a few sock songs, on, though. but yeah, he got through it. <laughs> I, I well, Chris Carter, uh, host of Breakfast with the Beatles. We and on that note, guys, I'm going to go get yeah. some dinner. Hey, uh, Chris, uh, can so I, thank you so much for staying on so long. Is there anything we could plug besides uh, Breakfast with the Beatles? Oh no, just just listen to Breakfast with the Beatles uh, Monday through Friday mornings. Starts at 8 a.m. and then even more fun. Chris Carter's British Invasion yeah. in the underground garage at noon on Saturday. All right, thank awesome. you. Thank you so much. And nice, if, 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 if Mark David Chapman were here, what would you say to him right now? Would you kill him? <laughs> Repeat after me. I want to kill Mark David Chapman. <laughs> we don't talk about him on the show. Oh, okay. So oh, I oh, can't really? say anything. Oh, right. What a way to end it. Hey, we were on a high note there. And then you brought up Mark David Chapman. <laughs> I'm sorry. Guys. Good radio. <laughs> thank you. Uh, thanks a lot, Chris. Can't wait to... <laughs> Got to download the mind. <laughs> All right, guys, take it easy. Uh, Chris, we really appreciate it, man. Thank Very you. nice of you. Thanks a lot. Oh, it's man. been a and, pleasure. Uh, Thank you. Good luck to you, your wife and your uh, All family. Right. Yeah. All right, man. Thanks. Let the man go. That's Jeez. nice. I will let him go. He came on for a long oh time. my god, he's great. You know, you know when we ever, whenever we have like a radio guy on, I'm excited because that guy could talk like a normal person. Yeah, and he's yeah. got a good voice. Yeah. It felt like 10 minutes. I like Mario. It's like the new Mario sits in Tommy's a seat, and every time we ask the guest a question, he's like, Yeah, 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 I did that. Hey, yeah. listen. So awesome. Ooh. So Ooh. awesome. That's I moved awesome. here so yeah. I could yeah. see you guys, so I don't interrupt as much. Mario's this man had a radio show for 10 years. And I yeah. left. You had good questions. I hope, exactly. I hope that made it a better show. You Mario did. has these glasses. You on. left? You look like my fictional Aunt Lillian. I left because <laughs> my wife called me. I thought it was an emergency. I did hear your phone during the show. Everybody, big round of applause yeah, for Chris Carter, Chris, yeah, host baby. of Breakfast with the Beatles Hello, on various yeah. media. And uh, gosh, he was great. I, I could talk about the Beatles all day. Evidently. I, I, like way, <laughs> I like what he had to say. Why didn't Fudd call in? I, uh, I like we let him. We, I like the part when we let him talk most of the time. That was good. Didn't yeah. we? Uh, didn't we all learn a, good... a lot about each other when we all picked our favorite Beatles songs? <laughs> uh, Did we actually? Uh, no, do that? seriously. Yeah, I'm gonna pee Wait, in my let's pants. Let's clarify. Right what is pick your most representative? What is everybody? What's yours, oh. Pat? Uh-huh. Oh, I don't have one. Yeah, I don't mm. know. It's hard to say. I'd have to say Helter Skelter influenced mm. me the good most. Good choice. Good choice. Warm guy. Because you're Marilyn, you're Charles Manson. I was on Marilyn a lot of Manson. acid, and I kept thinking Charles Manson was God. Yeah. Well. I don't know. <laughs> I read it was one of the few books I read. That was a disturbing I got a piece so bad. Hurry, everyone, hurry up. Put on some music, John. Put on that <laughs> song. Right. I'll tell you what my favorite Beatles song is, and here it is. We'll be back. Oh no, that's not the song at all. That ain't you're playing John Ross, Paul Westerberg. That was Paul Westerberg live for some I reason. I want to hear the uh, anywhere, John's anywhere. literally doing the pee-pee dance. Yeah, right I am. <laughs> I'm, I'm moving the leg, and uh, it changes every day, but I like this version, too. It's like a weird anthology. They're laughing and stuff. We're live in the project. Back after this. Tell me that you've got everything you want, and you're back dancing, but you don't get me. You don't get me. You can't see me. You can't see me. You can't see me.
amazing. We're back live from the broad here on yeah. Radio Note. Thanks to you all for joining us. I'm here with Ryan, Mario, Patrick, and of course uh, Pete. Hello. Oh, hello. Pete. Oh, hello. We're doing a Beatles block this yeah. morning. Block. And uh, we'd like to thank Chris Carter from Breakfast with yeah, the Beatles. That was yeah, that was awesome. awesome. Yeah. What a what an interview. Yeah. What a guy. A pro. Yeah. Well, it was yeah. good. It was good. I like when it's loose. Yeah. You know what I'm saying. He's one of us. Yeah. Conversational, yeah. loose. In the, it's in, easy. Yeah, in the I didn't want to do two things that we you don't want to stiff. I wanted to. <laughs> I wanted to ask him about royalties from that song we played. Anywhere, any what's it called? Anyway, anywhere. I haven't heard that song a lot. Uh, I was wondering how much he gets. What do you you want us to pay him? About no, no. We should pay him. But I wanted to know if those guys at the Apollo, who he bet, and if they stiffed them. I wonder yeah. who it was. Yeah. Well, I think Pat asked that question. Yeah, he, didn't, yeah. he didn't. He didn't need the money because uh, the, the the glory of of being right, I think, was enough. My fictional Aunt Lorraine's over meds again. <laughs> <laughs> fictional. Yeah, I do. I imagine he does quite well for himself. I'm proud that he called us. Yes, I'm proud too. I'm proud of you. <laughs> and and Thank you, you know, John. you do a good job. You Except for the talking salad. on the radio part. No, you brought me a salad. You really like me. I did. I brought you a fork, too, to go with it. I knew not Thank to bring you. you a napkin. I knew better than that. <laughs> really Get some colada <laughs> brand. John came walk- go fork myself. <laughs> John came walking in with a, a lightly used salad. He tells me to go fork myself. Hey, have a salad. <laughs> and he handed the term like it was a tribute. By the way, that salad's on and he goes, And he goes, do you want a salad? And Mario goes... Well, not now, but maybe later. <laughs> yeah, I'm like a fucking cow. I'm, I'm constantly grazing. Like I, was, fucking I wasn't feeling bad. I mean, that bad that I made fun of you the whole entire first hour of the show and every hour of the show. You mean but our whole I, friendship? I, I, listen, I saw a salad. I'm not going to eat it. It was the one time I could give you some food. <laughs> yeah, happy to know it's not going listen, away. I had a frittata and a salad waiting for the, me tonight. It was the one time John went to the fridge for something he didn't want to yeah. eat. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I'm going to eat this iceberg. Still there. I really wanted him to just put something in his mouth instead, instead of the word salad comes out through the microphone. Can we ask my mother? Can we call her on the phone? Is that allowed? Is, can we, no. they, let's just call yeah, her call, call your mother, but do that. Uh, no, on the side. phone, on the air. Is you that, should, you is should that think allowed? of course on the air. What, what, what am I going to call your mother off the air? What's, no, what's I'd the like point? to do that. Let's do a segment. We had your yeah. mom call. We'll her. have right, a let, Mother's Day special next year. This has year. been a great meeting. And, uh, call you know you. what she did today? She left Uh-oh. me a salad and a frittata. That's why I didn't take your salad. Sorry. She made a frittata? You'll eat it. You'll eat it. You'll come up here and you'll do it. Self-control. When you get up here, you'll do it. Well, <laughs> if you leave here without eating that salad, I, oh, you know, that that's salad. like Paul McCartney not exactly. taking a drink. I'll make that bet. That yeah. salad will ten be bucks. Eaten. It's I'd all like to yellow. Sprinkle some By the way, in the, in the middle of Paul McCartney's show, he eats an entire meal. Is <laughs> 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 it a huge house salad? Really? You have to wait for the three I courses eat all to the be time done. When I'm doing, the, I'm doing a presentation. <laughs> I'm teaching my class and I'm eating my food. I will say that Mario has figured out a way to make every microphone as loud as possible, no matter what. It's amazing. I'm really so sorry. Cra- no, it's, don't, he's an don't optimizer. It's an old Beatles drum. Maybe, Beatles Maybe if I don't, I don't <laughs> it's not my headphones. Paul McCartney's eating a full dinner I, in, a, in, a, in a tent with a chandelier I in it for some reason. Loud. In Tulum. If you come on to me, will I come on to you? Will you come on to me? Every spread all these oriental rugs all over the field. They're just getting it all messed up. Let's fake the oriental rugs. And a chandelier. Oh, the chandelier. Get it, Bonzo. Oh, no, it feels right now. I, I hear you all very loudly. You, you turned into a smash mouth. Flip flop. I have a question for Who's you, Who's going to win the $10,000 on America's Funny Home Video? <laughs> Do you think that song is a PC version of... Uh, uh, like Me Too movement. I'm not gonna come on to you unless you. Call oh my uh, call, no. her, call her on the air. 
Hey, it's Tommy Rockstar. Hey, t- hey, there he is. How's it going? Turn down your radio, uh, sir. I can hear myself. What, what is your first day? There is no radio. I don't have any radio on. Yeah, okay. There's no, There's no internet where he is. Oh, my is. God. I just closed the whole show. Shit. All right. Go. Hey, Tommy. How's it going? What's going on, guys? Can you hear me? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Can you hear us? I'm co- yeah, I'm calling Can from the mountains. Can you hear me? Can you hear you? Can you hear me? Can you hear you? I just wanted to call in and say that was a really great interview with a really great guest. Yeah, I agree. I, I had a good time mm-hmm. there, man. That, was, that guy was good. I had no idea that guy was in drama fucking Rama, man. That's awesome. Yeah, I knew you would know that band. I'm sorry. You still have a t-shirt. That was during the Ra- <laughs> the, the Rama craze the Rama of the early 80s. Of 83. <laughs> yeah, man. That's one of my favorite songs of Is all it? time. Wow, I, I, I didn't know, know that you knew that. What are you doing? Building, yeah, you're building some kind of imposter... Barrage upstate in your in a, in a barn. <laughs> Fuck out of here with that shit. There's only one b- b- barrage. What's wrong with you? <laughs> it's, it's not a barrage. It's a barnage. It's you a just call me a bitch. <laughs> like a homage. Kick it's an head. homage to the barrage. I'm gonna. This is what's gonna happen. You're gonna throw a punch at me. I'm gonna. You you throw a punch at me. I'll, I'll throw a punch at you. You th- <laughs> if you throw a punch at me, I'm gonna grab your balls so hard before you Ooh, even connect. And I'm just gonna really? squeeze oh. your balls and think. Like, like you wouldn't really before. Johnny fights dirty you, You're gonna throw up All over me And I'm gonna take the throw up And I'm gonna put it Back in your mouth I you, wouldn't think You'd need to go You to threw dick, up John. all over me You threw up all, all, threw up all over you You threw up all over you Are we fighting at the so wedding? Tommy I don't Rockstar, think you need to go For scrotum, John Oh, I'm Good, t- man. I'm Tommy's all, way bigger I'm than me. I'm totally grabbing both. Yeah, he's not, yeah, but he's not. He's, he's got, not Irish, though. Yeah, yeah you, you don't know how, how yeah. angry he is. You, got, you don't you know. Got, you got, he's angry. You got union strength. The Irishes can throw a punch. <laughs> Tommy would not hurt a flea, and I know about fleas. Yeah, no, he strength. would. Yeah, Listen to me. Oh, wait. See that fucking guy pick up Listen a Listen to me. You do absolutely zero work. I do. I do approximately. No, this is you challenging your opponent. Yeah, exactly. Listen to me. You do zero work. Me? I work like, I don't know, seven, eight days a year, a month. Yeah. <laughs> hey, you know what? F you guys. I I'm, work my I'm ass off. It's a lot of work standing around. Yeah, right. Right. Standing on a ladder, open up a gigantic <laughs> steam valve with 150 pounds in my face, jerks. Tommy is a <laughs> Right. And guess what? Yeah. The water from the surface condenser starts going back to the turbine. It's not a water wheel. We want the place to explode. We need more say, urinal cakes on three there. Hula you guys don't know what, what? I'm up against. John, <laughs> I, I, lose John, half the John, I can actually use you up here because I've got a, I got a plumbing emergency it's up here. I need help. Oh, okay, yeah, you can I'll, use you. I'll be right there. <laughs> what, what's you. the plumbing emergency, sir? There's, there's no water coming to the house. Uh-oh. Well, that's uh-huh. a problem. It's your septic there, champ. <laughs> Did you pay the bill? Here's your problem. <laughs> there it is. There's your problem. You're a jerk off. <laughs> <laughs> so why is it? If there's no, no, I don't know. I, Bob it's been raining for like... Rain, why would rain have any, raining for five anything to do with uh, the water not getting to your home? The water worked yesterday. Yeah, let me ask, let Let's me troubleshoot this. How's your uh-huh. sub pump there? Mm, let me ask you something. Do you have a Do you have county service? <laughs> I own the well. Uh, no, on. I get I get a well. I got my own well. Uh, yeah, but where's your water feed come from? You you, you have a water well, or uh, or are you c- connected into the the town system? Yeah. No, it's my own well. It comes from mountain uh, water. No, you got problems. Okay, now. well then, what you're gonna yeah, have to problem. do is go ahead and call one of the fellas. I can recommend a guy for you. His name is Jeff with a G, and he's gonna come out right now. Come here. This is now I'm call only Jeff giving with a recommendation. A G. He doesn't actually work for the county, but he's just a good fella, and I know his mama. And so you go ahead and call him and get your well pump replaced. Wait a second. So you got a well. You're responsible for that. Your own personal well, and it's got a pump that pumps shit into your house. Is, is, is the pump? Is the pump? Let's troubleshoot. Is the pump working? 
You have well, no idea. that's the thing. The, the pump is working, but it's the water source. So I called the plumber, and the plumber told me to call the drilling Titan drilling guy. Uh, He's the guy who like, drills all the you holes. Oh, You're yeah, so yeah, fucked. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, you bought a lemon. <laughs> oh, no wonder that house costs $5. There's no water. Is that pump running dry? You're so screwed, dude. Yeah. yeah I was taking a shower yesterday, and the no. water ran out in the middle of the oh, 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 dry, Tommy. You have to speak up. I'm wearing You should invite Sir Paul McCartney over. He never drinks water. That's it. He doesn't like water. Have you tried drilling? But, but, Have you tried renting? An I don't drink well water. No, the drilling guy coming tomorrow. But in the meantime, I'm getting uh, geared up for Maltesia, which is happening tonight and tomorrow oh, night. So we're yeah. going to go to that tomorrow. Right. It's a good thing you just called. I heard that like sold us. out. They have a 20 uh, person venue now. No, oh, can, can they do. It's yeah, it's sold out. I think it's 350 people capped. What are, what are so the, what they're are the all band? there. In the, in, Wow. Yeah. What are the bands playing at this mess? What's the scene? Well, tonight it's uh, Shannon and the Clams and uh, Daddy Longlegs. Oh, oh all right. Like so who, who are the real bands playing? Uh, tomorrow night is the Black Lips. They're headlining. Ah, that's nice. a big band. Yeah, sure. Yeah, it should be fun. Tonight? You know, Andy's running around and making all these signs of his new characters and putting them up on big boards everywhere. How about Mungo Jerry? Will he be performing this year? <laughs> no, we had a falling out of that dude. We don't yeah, even talk about that guy anymore. <laughs> Mungo who? We don't talk about Mungo Jerry. Yeah, Mungo. Yeah. <laughs> All right, so I'm calling because I, I, I got the news for you guys. Yeah. Okay, if you want me to read you the news. Absolutely. Here's, they, they won't let me do it. Here's Tommy with the news, everybody. Yeah. For up, up to the minute late breaking news. You're supposed point. to be a news guy. What you getting your back on? All right, Tommy, what's in the news? John, it's funny you mention that. All right. <laughs> <laughs> Non-breaking news. Here's Tommy uh, from with the remote news. He's on location from upstate New York in the Catskills area. Let's That's go, right. Let's, go, right, to, let's, let's, let's go to Tommy see. Rockstar in the field. Go ahead, Tommy. All right. Uh, this week, uh, tech giant Facebook lost nearly $120 billion of its corporate value yesterday, marking the biggest one-day loss for any U.S. company in history. He's a good man. <laughs> the company's shares plunged forty-one dollars, or, or oh, twenty percent, uh, a day after the social media giant reported disappointing results. I heard the whole story. Uh, that, uh, in the beginning, there was like a conference call with all these, you know, yups. jerk-off investors or whatever. Randolph, what, what do you call yep. him, Pete? What's yep. going on, yep. Randolph? And uh, in the beginning, they, they uh, Facebook goes, ah, everything's cool. We're this is going up, this is going up, and then some guy gets on there and he's like, the advertising guy's like. Oh, we're taking a bath. This is going down. <laughs> and they're like, shut yeah. up, dude. And, and then like the con all of a sudden, everyone throws their phones out the window and uh, the thing's down $17 trillion. That's my understanding. <laughs> I think it's a good thing. That's actually... Thing. But it was a cartoon I watched. Well, no hyperbole there. <laughs> Real man That's news. pretty much what happened. <laughs> I'll tell you what. Don't buy this stock. No, it's nonsense. I'm I never pickled over here. The other guy comes in and he's going on. Pickled. Now's the time to buy. Pickled news. Fools. Now's the Smoking time to buy. Smoking meat. The slide is said to be the largest decline of market capitalization in history, exceeding Intel's $90 billion single-day loss in September of 2000. Mm. Founder CEO Mark Zuckerberg saw his own personal fortune drop by $17 billion, which Zuckerberg, is now down Dick? to $70 billion. Yeah, Well, it'll come back up. He doesn't, yeah. you know, I think he'll be fine. Yeah. You give a little, I'd, he'll lose I'd a little. imagine the wife's really Tommy, breaking his stones about now. He did it on purpose. <laughs> he knew it was going to happen. You've been like, like seventeen billion, you fucking idiot. Seventeen Mark. billion, really, really? And I'm gonna do the dishes? Exactly. And I'm fucking here, and I broke a nail today. You know, he said I'll take the hit. Fuck he a said, bird. I'll take the hit. Why don't you get out there and his, deliver the mail? Of course. 
like this. According to this, is his personal loss exceeds the value of some entire companies like Coors and some Macy's. Entire countries, some countries, yeah, Mozambique. Fuck yeah. Only in America. <laughs> Listen, I hope he trips over a pile of hundreds and hits his head on his barbecue. These kids play with their internet. Investors were apparently spooked by Facebook. Actually, John, we call it an outdoor kitchen. Here, here's me. I'm just in my backyard here, which is like. But, but happens to be 10 feet by 10 feet. It's happy and we're smoking meats. Smoking meats. He's the smoker in the barbecue. It, and apparently investors were spooked by Facebook's forecast that revealed its user base is decreasing Ooh. rapidly Ooh. Uh, while the company also took a hit from your, new European hey, privacy forecast. laws. The numbers are falling. These stocks. I'm buying. I'm buying. 17 billion. I've defanged the market. <laughs> <laughs> Zombie. Executives from Facebook some had no comment when pressed by Dion. No comment to Dion. He always ends the story while I'm getting the Dracula music ready. And I I like to. <laughs> Tommy, is latex generation still with you? I'm going to suck the blood. Billion with a B. With a B. Well, latex generation <laughs> is performing in two weeks, Mario, so you should be there for that. Oh, they're not still with you helping you out up there? Zuckerberg. No, they, they went home. They're nice fellows. I like them. Good dudes. I found your Everyone on the cares floor about here. your I sucked the blood out of your company. <laughs> out of the lake. You, you guys want to hear another story? I sure. The blood. Invest in this. Out of your sex life. Buy you go low. home and your wife is angry. Sell high. Because you misplaced $17 billion. <laughs> <laughs> Come on, Tommy's got to go see Daddy Longlegs. It's in the cookie drop. Tommy's got to go see Daddy Longlegs. No, stop, please, please stop. Let him do the Please stop talking. Okay. I don't give a shit what that Tommy has to do or not. His, his allegiance is to this show. Oh, I'm sure this daddy, right. this daddy Longlegs show is going to be a lot different than the last one. That $17 billion was earmarked <laughs> to open a progressive school Earmark. in my father's birth village. <laughs> this story is out of New York. my dream of opening an art school in <laughs> Sudan. A charter school in that. Dude, I'm priced out of Dubai. <laughs> We're going to give philosophy degrees and dance. <laughs> I save a lot on airfare. Because <laughs> he could fly. Uh, get it? Get it? This, this story is out of New Have York. Have you heard it's about these frontier airlines? <laughs> the red eye. A, a strange and creepy version of the infamous Mr. Oh. Softy ice cream jingle mm. is apparently blaring out of random New York City digital street kiosks, and nobody's sure why. Uh, I'm Sir Wyke. It's a fucking air quote artist. It's the Russians. <laughs> <laughs> I always knew it was that. I'm a digital artist. Fuck you off. Makes you fucking uh, think. Uh, I'm, I've compromised everything in New York City. Where are you from? Youngstown, Ohio. <laughs> They're always from Ohio. Right, Tommy was just, a- I just marginalized myself. Tommy, you know what happened. Tell me what happened. It's an iconic... According to TRN reports, pedestrians in New York have observed about 10 different kiosks in Midtown blasting the inexplicably slowed-down version of this creepy jingle. Oh, it's all chopped and uh, screwed? Uh, yeah, it's a, since, since then, others <laughs> have encountered... Other, it's fucking trippy, man. Others have uh, encountered <laughs> other possessed kiosks, including oh, two near 67th and Broadway. <laughs> Which uh, citizen sir. Skip Anderson has spotted on his lunch break yes, last he week? He was delicious. Is yes. the acid kicking in? <laughs> oh, the, walls, <laughs> the walls are melting. Please. It's a York. It's the work of a young man who can't impress his parents, so he's going to try and impress a bunch of artistic elites. I call him Skip. <laughs> it's like those dolls that say, uh, "You want to try some drugs?" Are you happy now, Danny? <laughs> 
<laughs> oh, it, it was a, it was really creepy once I uh, re- realized that it was coming from one of those kiosks. Anderson told me it, it makes me wonder kiosk. how they expect people to trust their Wi-Fi when they can't even keep their kiosk secure uh, from pranks. Who made the support? I mean, really? Anderson, Anderson Spooker. You know, I mean, like, but you <laughs> know, it scared? really is. It's a huge violation of trust because I expect to be able to plug my products into a kiosk in the street and not be fucking violated. <laughs> Next to the bus stop. It's been a violation of trust. I never even knew they existed. What are these strange things called kiosks? Well, Forget we, it. We, Let's we, let Tommy go. talk about it because you, you, you're, you're living in. You're yeah. like the guy who gets out of Shawshank Redemption almost gets hit by a car. Mario was here. Hasn't Tommy. crossed the river in 50 years. Tommy, what? Things what, move really fast now. What a horror culture. What did what did Mr. Anderson say? A baffled Bill de Blasio told TRN <laughs> that representatives <laughs> from the company that makes the kiosk, Link NYC, are adamant that this is not a hack, but rather an old fashioned phone prank. A baffled, oh, bewildered, and jerky boys. Bill de Blasio. Give me the jerky boys. <laughs> a, a spokesman for the company told TRN, "Quote." Sorry if anyone uh, wandered towards the kiosk looking for soft serve ice cream. What do you say there, Bottle Nose? (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Hello? When I hear it, I always say Go ahead. (laughs) This story is out of Alaska. On Thursday, Blockbuster Video released the press statement. I gave you. I'll give you this one. I like your. Uh, I like your little sun treatment of Blasio, baffling Bill De Blasio, uh, baffling bumbling, Bozo De Blasio. What do you? Uh, That's what it says here. Walt Clyde Frazier, <laughs> stumbling and bumbling. He's baffling. pitching underhanded, mayoring and layering. <laughs> Legislating and hesitating. Legislating and hesitating. And with the big hoop, and the Knicks get the ball back. They want to talk it over. No Nick with the neck. (laughs) 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 This story is out of Alaska. On Thursday, uh, Blockbuster Blockbuster Video released a press statement to defense to TRN. Was there an alligator outside the Arctic Circle? Renting and repenting. <laughs> Blockbuster Video released a press Slicing statement to TRN announcing that its last two stores in Alaska Reminded would be closing next oh, Wait a minute. Chris Carter told us about this. Fishing and swishing. Uh-huh. <laughs> this is hot off the Salmon place. and Anyway, that's true. The strategic move will, will yeah, leave yeah, just one Blockbuster it. location Dadder open in the entire Davin. U.S. <laughs> Uh-oh. Oh, the hold the holdout is a town in of Bend in in a, a Bend. city in central Oregon with an estimated population of 100,000 people as the last blockbuster locations across the US have closed travelers have begun to make their way to Bend Oregon in an that's a pilgrimage to, my, my favorite to show the last in the video channel. rental chain my favorite show in the history oh. channel is blockbuster below zero mm. <laughs> <laughs> that's like me and Sizzler mm. <laughs> Blockbuster customer Chris Rentley told TRN that visiting Chris Rentley Blockbuster abroad Chris Rentley rented movies That's his name okay. That's Block- his name Blockbuster customer is my favorite Peaches song Busting and customing Did he live above Jack Tripper? And Jeff Van Gundy wants to talk it over <laughs> Don't let Rentley Rentley. told TRN that visiting the store is his favorite activity of the day uh. It's gosh golly great a gleeful Rentley exclaimed to TRN uh. The store still has VHS titles such as Mr. Holland's Opus, Mash the Movie, and Air Bud 2, 7th Inning Fetch. This according to reports. 7th Inning Fetch. I have to say, I made a mistake I on the Mario VHS came up with that one. I made a big mistake. 
I should have saved record players. They were throwing them out equally. Yeah, and they're I very expensive. The and now you're stuck with VCRs. <laughs> I got like 50 VCRs and no record players. Like, what's <laughs> hey, Tommy, what else player? is in the news? You, you put your money on the wrong horse, my <laughs> yeah, friend. Yeah, yeah. 17 billion. I put my money on the wrong obsolete technology. I'm a Luddite. This is my is 500 bucks. This this is my last story. I bought Beta. Uh, the oldest person. <laughs> it's got Betamax. Look at this. Look at it. Hi. It's going to be worth a Hi. lot of money. You'll see. <laughs> the oldest person in the world has, has apparently <laughs> died at age 117. Mario's According still to there. officials. He's still here. Official. That's right. That's my grandma. I'm looking right at him. That's my grandma. According from? to officials in her home state of, in Japan. That's Italian. They're all in Japan, Tommy. It's crazy. What all right, go doing? ahead, Tommy. What, what, what happened to the oldest person? What did they die? Yeah. Did they get murdered or so something? Nuclear fallout. They said oh, poison a woman, umbrella, fall happen. off a cliff? <laughs> the woman named Chico Miyako. Russian was, spies. Uh, Stay forward. Stay forward. <laughs> was known as the old oh. goddess who died on Sunday. Yeah. According to officials in Kangawanga Prefecture, yeah, guess what, asshole? I'm still alive. Good job, Paul McCartney. Wrote you can a song live as long that. as you want. Kangawanga. John Hulan's still alive, and you're dead. What do you think of that? buddy. <laughs> sorry, I don't know why I'm so angry at an old lady. What an <laughs> awful long life to live. Guinness World Book of Records misery. has yeah. confirmed that she is the world's oldest person. Her replacement is yet to be announced by Guinness, however. <laughs> Kangawanga is, uh, is Sammy Hagar's new bar but that Mike shirts. Anthony isn't affiliated with. <laughs> the most shirts written in Denver is The woman know. named Come Mrs. Old Lady. Her secret is she drank whiskey and ate bacon every day. Every day. And every day I'd have a sip of wine. Every day blow my husband. <laughs> Just suck the pants that's off right, the guy. Yeah. Exactly. Listen, and I that's the secret. Yeah. It was exactly. a double decker. I credit my long life. <laughs> every day I undo his belt. To alcohol. Tobacco. And I'd and suck the pants off of the man. <laughs> There's one thing I miss. There's one thing I miss. When I was growing up, there were people that lived in the 1800s. And then I operate a Ferris wheel. <gasps> now the oldest person Sweep your and that's was the born key. in 1901. That really bugs me out. I used to know people that lived in the 1800s. We used to play Harpoon the Whale. Right. Yeah, but we used to... My <laughs> wife. Screw that. Right. That's crazy. Listen, you get a couple sips of wine, play hide the salami every day. <laughs> play Harpoon the Whale. Harpoon the Whale with my wife. Keeps me young. <laughs> Look, it was a different time. Yeah, we have some old-timey music for the rest of this story. <laughs> it was a different time. <laughs> it was a different time. Let's go while we're young. That's <laughs> <laughs> a different way of living. Yeah. Right. Listen, I had a, I had a half an avocado. Exactly. Two sips of wine. I chew to try that gum and suck the pants off my man every day. And everyone in the neighborhood, too. I outlived yeah, everyone. Yeah. I give a shit. That's why she made it to 117. Here I am. I was wearing flip-flops no and goggles all the time. I'm the last one at bingo. I dress like a clown every day. I got no money. According. <laughs> I ran out of money a lot. The long trick time is ago. to be dirt poor. Well, any advice you have? Oh, yeah. No. I'm she on the balls of my ass mortgage. right now. I'm on the balls of my hands. It tastes like a nickel. <laughs> they hate her. She bought a reverse mortgage. What I did was I ate dirt. I drank uh, two glasses of wine, one with breakfast and one with dinner. Rainwater. And then just the rest of my life is pretty much uh, blowjobs. Around 1940, I was hit by a nuclear explosion. <laughs> I tore off a piece of my skirt yeah, exactly. and filled in the water. Yeah. Get struck by lightning at least once. Mm. I filtered the water through my cloth. Just on the deathbed, you're I like, ah. I, I learned what blowjobs I never got, were. I never fucking got struck by lightning. It's my only regret. Could all these people in Japan be a result of nuclear she, fallout? She did a little people? heroin back in the 70s. They're pickles. When it was still pure. Are, Are you a trauma producer? <laughs> 
<laughs> if you are, you're off. You're off the new movie, Guardians of the Galaxy. <laughs> <laughs> what happened, Tommy? According to reports, the world's newest oldest person uh-huh. is a woman named Kanye Takana, a 15-year-old, 115-year-old woman who yeah. lives in a nursing home in Fukuyaka, a city in yeah. southern Japan. Well, I'll tell you what. From 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 what I hear is that she uh, she got a guy. <laughs> Uh, called Galuli. They call it Kanye, hit her in the Kanye leg. East. She hit the 117 year old in the leg at a rehearsal <laughs> ad last week. <laughs> there we go. Finally, that's like uh, the. Uh, <laughs> whenever I think of the oldest person in the world, I think of, like uh, those old kung fu movies with the guy with the long white beard who strokes it and gets all mad, like and uh, oh, kills yeah. it. From Japan. Yeah, yeah right. That Bill, dude. Bill. You know that guy. They're all from Japan. Yeah, that's right. Oh. He's busy right. training. We'll people. have. We'll have more on the stories as develops, but if, for now, that's the news. That's the news. Yeah, if, if, you're 100, if you're 115 years old, I'm not living in no fucking nursing home. When'd I'm like you sitting up? on the top of the mountain, like uh, throwing lightning bolts and uh, dispensing wisdom. You threw on the towel in like 86 and everything. I've been doing else drugs like a something. motherfucker. I'm like, moving right. to fucking yeah. Japan. Pete's right, but like 86, yeah, you're like, ready, holy you're shit, done. this shit isn't yeah. over. Yeah. And then Enough. you live another 30 years. <laughs> I want to live forever. More than that. I want to learn how to fly. Pretty good at math. You see another world war. All right, there's Tommy's news, and uh, Pat's going to punch Mary in the face. No, I'm right not. here, buddy. Oh, sorry. <laughs> yeah, buddy, that's the news. So that's, that's news. coming to you live from the mountains of the Catskill. That's the running a gym. Say hi. Well, you need a workout That's the news, and that's the news, and that's the news, and that's the news, and that's the news. Thank you, Tommy. Um, Working on it. Yeah, you know, if your problem is the actual source of the water and not the pump, you're really kind of screwed. I think you, you need, need a well pump. I hope it's mechanical. You need to call the well guys in and need to dig deeper. Yeah, they're coming in the morning. No, I think it's, it's probably the uh, the relay or the pump. Sell, or shit. We'll get it fixed up. Sell your barnwood. Yeah. There's a lot of you money need there. A relay. All you of need, a sudden, he knows he's talking about relay. Tommy, what's a relay? I got the female uh, end of the relay going it's, it's clogged up there. Well, say so, hi. It's a mechanism that moves water back and forth oh, from the pump into the, the main receptor. Relaying and delaying. Oh, knowledge. He's got knowledge. It's electronic. No, you're wrong. It's gravity fed with the backfill back Listen, there. Listen, Pat know. and I aren't going to, uh, you know, uh, bless you with the knowledge. You don't deserve it. Oh, Go look up a relay. Uh, hey, All right, thank we you. will. Thank you, Tommy. There's Tommy Rockstar with Woo! the news. Yeah. Have a great show, guys. Say Thanks, man. Get a pump. Say got a pool on. Good luck out there. Are you back next week? I am back next week. I'll be in the studio live next week. Oops, I guess we lost him. Oh. I don't know what happened. Call back if you hear this. <laughs> Say hi to the guys at Maltasia. Oh, that means That's I'm going to do a show, show next a week. Show. I'm going to kill myself. <laughs> Maltasia, I wish we were there again. That was fun. Wait, that was a fun weekend. Yeah. Oh, I got to do a show. Oh. That was fun last was week. Oh, actually, you know what? I do have news. Um, August 3rd will be the next show, right? That's, um, you know who wants to come in is Lemon Cookie. Lemon Cookie will be here. Oh, yeah. oh okay. August 3rd. To talk I, I, about told, the, I put the idea in his head. The new Runny album. So, Sorry, guys. Uh, um, Lemon Cookie will be uh, live in the studio, hopefully. I will so. be away. So me too. Ha- Lemon Cookie, fill in for me. That's right. Interrupt John as much as possible. I'll be in a wedding next week. One of the best guests no. we've ever had. I know. I'm going to miss that. I'm sorry. I love him. I love Lemon Cookie. Here's a, I think I have some. Uh, a new one? Yeah, it's when people give work. me Orioles, I say, give me the lemon cookie. This is a, a cover of uh, I Don't Want to Listen to Yes by Ronnie called I Don't Want to Listen to Trump. It's their latest. And then we'll come right back with the Ryan game. What do you think of that? Hit it. Let's do it. All right. It's like a minute long. Woody. Hey. 
right, there's Ronnie with I Don't Want to Listen to Trump, a cover of I Don't Want to Listen to Yes, Mighty High's uh, seminal record. Um, and now we should do the Ryan game. Ryan, you Wait. ready? Yeah, I'm blown away by that. Yeah, yeah. Pretty, I saw a lot saw of it. great people in that video. Lemon Cookie, August 3rd, next Friday. Uh, can I point something out before we get to Ryan game? <laughs> that would be great. I just want to say, Tommy's news was spectacular. Yes. Yeah. I, it was everything I brought up earlier. Much and he reads me. it better than me. Yeah, and when you were choking to death, Chris Carter said, take over, Mario. Put it on the record. Put it on the record. Put it in the worst thing you can tell you. I think that yeah. was sarcasm. That's what makes it great. What are you eating now on, the, on my radio show? What this are you chewing pod, into my radio this show? This podcast is making me thirsty. You son of a bitch. <laughs> are you eating the week old pretzels? I'll stop. They have carbs. Don't I'll eat stop. in my microphone. I'll eat salad. You can't eat those things. You're you right. can't eat those pretzels. I'll stop. You're right. I'm sorry. Sticks. Enjoy that free pass, ass wife. <laughs> <laughs> and now, from a barrage in Queens, New York, it's time to play the I love the Ryan game. game, where we expose these smart asses for the dumbasses they fun, really right? are. The Mets lost. Here's oh my God! One. Four in a row. He won. Four in a row. So Kyle wrote Pirates win. Game. He's just trying to mess with me. Yes, he probably. Is. Son of a gun. And that's Dribble Cabrera hit a home run tonight for the Phillies. Of course he did. Yeah. The hottest guy on the team. What's in the game this week, yeah. Ryan? Yeah! It was a good trade. <laughs> I stand behind that trade. So dumb. The harmony of it. The name of the game tonight is, is it a prescription drug or a oh, no. Pokemon character? <laughs> all right. <laughs> I don't know, but I'm all out of, I'm all out of Joanna Fang. I know about both of these things. You holding any Jigglypuffs? <laughs> I don't think I need to explain it too much. I'm, it's going to move fast. And just raise your hand. I'll call out who answers. How do you what. say it's Pokemon right now? What do you say, Pokemon? I say Pokemon. You say Pokemon. <laughs> yeah. I say sabotage. You say right. sabotage. I shouldn't we all My grandfather guess? said Steinfeld until the day he died. <laughs> Don't tell me how to do it. it <laughs> that was the hill he was going to die on. He loved the Steinfeld show. Yes, yeah, sir. You have your hand in the air. <laughs> uh, shouldn't we just say what we think and then see who's oh, right and who's wrong? Yeah, we can do that for you. If it gets too Sabot slow, we'll go the other way. Sabotage. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Let's get right into it. Show must move along. And I'll spell each one if you need. Okay. Centret. Centret. S-E-N-T-R-E-T. Oh, Christ. Is it... Uh, I guess we're going around. Is it a prescription drug or a Pokemon character? <laughs> drug. John. I'll go with Pete. Drug. Mario. I say drug. Pete says drug and, and Pat we all says... Drug. We all say drugs. Uh, no, it's a second-generation normal. Mm. Oh, it's a normie? Yeah. No points. Man, yeah, you guys right. don't know the strategy? Somebody's got to take the it's opposite. It's a normie, yeah. They play a major role. but Should have went the other way. You know, they're, they're, uh, You're well-versed in the Pokemon. Yeah, I know. I'm going to talk about it all night. Uh, Coming up after this. Vi I'd like to take a Pikachu myself. <laughs> uh, the the next one is Vibrava. <laughs> Vibrava. He must have been something before the internet. V i b r a v a. Vibrava. Pokemon. Oh man, this is tough. I, I say drug. 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 Ugh. Pat. Pokemon. Pokemon. You know what? I'll go with Pat. Just, he's smart. This is tough. I'm fifty. So we got two Pokemon. Coin flip. And uh, two drugs. Mario's drugs and Pete's drugs. Okay. Yes, we are. You listening, <laughs> Mom and Dad? Third generation ground dragon. Yes. Oh, with the dash. Me and Pat. That's we a Pokemon. No, we got it. Yeah. Pat and John Pokemon got a point. Oh, okay. Yes. Side effects may include. Suicidal Go fuck yourself. 
The next one is Voltaren. Mm. Voltaren. Sounds it's like tough. a cartoon character like Voltron. V O L T A R E N. Is that, that is a Pokemon? I, I know Voltaire is a famous Irish novelist. It's my accountant. <laughs> <laughs> right. So I'll go with that as a base. What's your answer? Are you asking me? Yeah. Oh. Uh, can, can I hear Pat's answer? You, your, your shtick was very schmeary. <laughs> it was a Pokemon. Uh, you know, let's go. I'll go medicine. It's medicine. Medicine. It's bad it's medicine. Good for you. It's, it helps. Uh, yeah. Helps. Taken. <laughs> That's a good one. Feel better. Call yeah. me in the morning. You got side effects. Inside, take two, take three. Voltreron. Don't swim. Does Mario think it's a ah. drug? Voltreron. You get cramps. You think I'm on half of these Pokemon as <laughs> oh it God. is. So I, I will say it is. I can't see you doing <laughs> three Japanese Pokemon in a row. I say drug. You say drug. That's yes. my strategy. He says. You get hey, a bonus pack. We got three drugs. Four two drugs. drugs. Four drugs. No, we have one Pokemon. Who said Pokemon? Who said Pokemon? I said Pat. Pokemon. Pat. You did. Patty Pokemon. Uh, it's an analgesic. It's an analgesic. I can't pronounce oh, it. I'm sorry. I'm so, a, I am dumb. It's a good time. It's an analgesic. <laughs> uh, John, you took the lead. Let's go with Gil Score. G- Wait a second. G I L S C. What happened on that one? It's a drug. It's a drug. Drug. You were right. It's a new drug. Take it every day. Gil Scorf. Keeps me level. Oh, that's a Pokemon. G I L S C O R F. This is one of the uh, gay, gay wizards right. in Lord of the Rings or something. Should we just do hand raising? Do we need to go around? Hello. All right. I say Pokemon. All right. Who thinks it's Pokemon? Guildsdorf? <laughs> you think Pokemon, right? Who Gilds, thinks it's Gilds a drug? Pokemon. John, you think drug? No, I'll go with Pokemon. Uh, All right. Guildsdorf on Gilds golf. Guildsdorf is a fourth generation ground flying. Those yeah. Fourth generation opiate. Now, what you want to do is get a water element and fight the fire guy. You're yeah. still in the lead, John. Did you go to the gym? What do you want to, what do you want to work out? <laughs> Pokemon gym. Oh. Running a gym. Milo Tech. Milo Tick. What, you, you need to work out or something? That Milo is a drug. Tick. M-I-L-O-T-I-C. Jesus fucking Christ. <laughs> Every time. Oh, my God. He yeah. was freaking out on Instagram against the... Apparently, the Joe Rogan show or whatever. Uh, yeah. He had, they were talking about Dice, and his, the guest was um, Jeff Garland from... Curb uh, Your Enthusiasm, you know uh-huh. that And uh, the, the show about the 80s, you know the guy I'm talking about, right? Yeah, sure. Of course. And he was like, uh, kind of, I guess, like, if t- the Goldberg. Goldberg. He must have, he was like, Goldberg. He was praising Dice, but also, like, kind of, like, telling it, well, what, this wasn't his idea a little bit. But just the littlest thing, like, sets Dice off. And he writes an Instagram, like, fucking essay about how Jeff Garland's fat and he sucks. Right. And fuck him. He doesn't have to call people anymore. And then people, people like, are commenting, like, relax, dude. The guy was like praising. He's like, fuck him. Like, Dice is out of his freaking mind. Dice is yes, I, I like his new sitcom. I don't know why he didn't come back on. It was pretty funny. <laughs> it was. It Kevin. was a slice of life because he's so crazy. It was like watching Trump before he became president. With Kevin Pete, Morgan. Milo Tick. Is That's it a drug? A drug? <laughs> How, are we raising our Mario? hand? Are we raising our hand or yes? Right, I who, say Pokemon. Pokemon? Who says Pokemon? John said drug, right? I what said, was it? Like? Milo, Milo Tick. Milo Tick. Uh, I'm going with Pokemon. Change my mind. Pokemon. I said drug out Pete of the Pokemon. You said, said drug. drug. Mario said drug. said drug. I said Pokemon. Oh, I'm sorry. You guys. Okay, remember what you said. Uh, it's a third generation of oh. water. Water. Yeah. Give me a Pokemon point, please, sir. John, Thank you're you. still in the lead. All right. You know, Milotech is where my grandma used to work for us. It's the where I get all my body work. It's, it's, my, <laughs> it's my favorite Uber driver. <laughs> it's the alt, alt-right factory. It's drafted fourth, third round. Right. Yeah, they seem a bit racist, but I'll tell you, they did good work. <laughs> Listen, you got to see the health plan. <laughs> 401k? You haven't said one drug that I'm on yet. 
let me keep going. Maybe I'll hit it sooner or later. Uh, I'm not sure I'm going to pronounce this correct. Kvarf. Q- <laughs> Q-V-A-R-F. That's Pokemon all oh, day. Sorry, Q-V-A-R. There's no way. It's Pokemon in Middle Village. Q-V-A-R. Pokemon. Kvarf. Pokemon all day long. Kvarf. I vote with Pokemon. Pokemon. Pokemon, Pokemon. I'm going to go against the grain here and say it's a drug, only because I think it's a drug that you can kill yourself with, and it's called Kvark, because it's like Kvarkian. I say I have to take Kvark. It's a a beat Klamethazone. It's for asthma. You're damn right it is. Thank you. I'm the only one. You're taking the lead around. I mean, side effects of Kvarkian. Quick, what's the name of your medication? (sighs) Kvarkian. Breathe, sir. You sound like Abbott and Costello when the ghost shows up. Dr. Jack. Costello's. Abbott's paying zero attention to Costello, and there's a ghost. Look alive. Abbott and Costello meet Sammy Davis Jr. and Frankenstein. Well, you quit messing around. Knock, knock, man. Quit messing around over there. Come Hey, cut it out. Look, there's nothing there. I told you. I already turned around twice. Cut it out, you goddamn piece of shit. What the fuck's wrong? What are you, fucking... I don't know why I am. Look, now we got to figure out a way to get out of here. <laughs> what are you doing? Stop stalling. Right, cut it up. Listen, we got a job. Though. Look, I'm the boss, and you do the work for me. <laughs> hey, I get it. There's a ghost. You're fucking man. Give it. What are you fucking crazy? <laughs> you some kind of jerk off? <laughs> what are you, some kind of jerk off? What are you doing, stupid? You fucking stupid idiot. You big dummy. Yeah. Oh, Tick- yeah. Cut that out for the air. Ticklid. Ticklid. T-I-C-L-I-D. Ticklid. Ticklid. My ex-girlfriend tickles it in the end of <laughs> Pete, what do you think? Pokemon. Pokemon. Mario. Medicine. John. Ticklid. That's a Pokemon. Pat. That's Pokemon all day long. Come on. Give me the one. It's an anti-platelet. Ah, <laughs> crap. Yes. I knew that was going to happen. I am the closest to you, Leader John. Uh, F you. It's, it's you have five points. Up a, if you think you could beat me, you can't beat me I had no, Pokemon. I had no idea that I was so biased against both doctors and Japanese animators. <laughs> Altaria. 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 Uh, this is Christopher Walker from Altaria. Altaria. If you say that one more time, Altaria. John, you're I'll first. Time. You. All right, what do you want from me? Altaria. Um, Altaria is a medicine. Mario. I know that it leads to blindness in some cases, so I'll say, say drug. Drug. Pat. Uh, drug. Pete. Drug. Hi. Yes. Third generation dragon <laughs> flying. Oh, it. my yeah. God. And it's a female, too, isn't it? It's no one got it? I'm glad. I was going to go against them. It's a, it's, it's a star duster. Oh, I oh that makes sense. Oh, yeah, he played guitar. Uh, Crestor. Star duster played guitar. <laughs> Zach, what's his name? What was the name of the last guy? <laughs> what was the name of the last guy? Star duster played guitar. <laughs> 
That's my new character, It's me new. Everybody play along. I'm a Pokemon, if you haven't heard. Catch me. I went to Sidcup. Mario Crestor. Tesco. Crestor. I say drug. John. Drug. Pat. Name again, please. Crestor. Crestor. I am Crestor. I brush my teeth with it. Evil toothpaste man. Drug. Gravity Mario's one of the cavity creeps, by the way. <laughs> the cavity creeps is my name. Pete. Mario is my game. Drugs. I really Drugs. should brush. Yes, you should. Don't you feel like after like a day like the, the No, I have this the, new anti mold cream. Why are you talking over his answer? No, no, Crestor is I, I for don't. I, I have, it's like I heart high, stuff. high cholesterol. Yeah, cholesterol. Yeah. I am Crestor. Please, please don't critique <laughs> me on the air. God of cholesterol. I will lower your cholesterol. Bow down. I, I don't know why I made such a big show of it, but I will lower your cholesterol. I'm here to help. I'm sorry, but I was created at Purdue Pharmaceuticals, <laughs> and there's kind of a... It's a top-down operation. I know I appeared suddenly as a giant before you. So who I don't the, mean to behave who, like this, but it's kind of encouraged in the building. I, it's a hard habit to break, but I'm here to help. <laughs> <laughs> I'm doing my best. I'm not really an evil farmer. I'm just trying. This is the culture they they bred us in. I was here for baldness. Seventy five feet tall. I'm sorry. Doing my best. Who got the point? Whoever said keep, drunk. Keep the reverb. No, whoever said yeah, <laughs> Pokemon. Uh, what said? are you, Thor or something? Or Who said Pokemon? It wasn't, it wasn't my fault that you sold your grandmother's jewelry box. <laughs> <laughs> Old the man. Look, I'm just a product of. The a tube. thing I was yeah. created in. I'm a test tube, baby. Uh, 500 Who's years ago, people hated Crestor, but I've changed. Crestor. Crestor has turned the corner. Yeah, for instance, they used to tie me down with the ropes. And it was necessary once Crestor. <laughs> Crestor. The, so nobody got said. Got into the generic market. So nobody said Pokemon? <laughs> Crestor hey. had to do a little PR. <laughs> no. Crestor had to adjust. With he had to go on late Crestor, night TV. Crestor had to stop putting his hand up women's skirts. I apologize for this. Me too, Crestor, me too. It was the nature of the building. I didn't mean to be so angry. not me. It was the culture. See Crestor at the Biloxi Amphitheater. It was Next time, every seven. Last time I listened to my friend Oxy. Oxy Cotton. I'm sorry I exploded out of a, a volcanic mountain. Well, sure, I sold meds for parts. <laughs> who has? I mean, who wouldn't? You lived five, exactly. six thousand bromide. years. You bound to screw up. Bromide, bromide was hanging off me like a drape. It was the Wild West. It was slow release. I had to put her in something. Sure, I skimmed a little off the top here and there. We all I was going to pay it back. I may have told them, you know. Like, why don't you add some chromium in this? And I know. This may all was, seem like... Chromium a, was very generous. A very time, long story, Wonder Woman. But. very cosmopolitan. I feel like I'm on mushrooms. <laughs> yeah, how did I get in here? All right, what's up? Did anybody say Pokemon? <laughs> That's the... Who got a point? Raise your hand. Uh, I don't think anybody said Pokemon. No, we all got, got Crestor was a drug. Huh? No, it's not a drug. No, it is a drug. It is a drug. Oh, then we <laughs> all got a point. Yeah. This Crestor commercials all the time. <laughs> I'm behind the PR cap. And the vaginal mesh. <laughs> vaginal. <laughs> Look out. Don't do it. Bullpix. B-U-L-P-I-X. That's that, that's that Facebook B-U-L. video blues band that everyone's raving oh, about, yeah. the ball picks. Yeah, they're opening late <laughs> they love Saturday. it. There's like a drummer with one drum, and there's like a bass player, and it's crazy. Oh, ball yeah. picks. Hey, stop looking them up, <laughs> Pete. Check them out. It's Sam Pete's Goody. looking them up. Check them out. Um, Pokemon. Pokemon. Who else? How's it spelled? 
V U L P I X. Use it in a sentence. Two Pokemons. Volpix? I'm going to say. Sounds like a herpes med. V U L P I X. My arch enemy. Volpix. If it's a fucking drug, it's a poor company. I'm going to say Pokemon. Pokemon. John. John, you could say drug and well, drug. Come on. All right, I don't know. Give me, I take whatever Pat does. We meet again. <laughs> all Pokemons. I have all of all Picks records. Everybody says Pokemon? <laughs> the picture discs. It's a first generation uh, fire something. Oh, I won that one. Fire. First generation fire. Around. Because you stole it. Gonna ever a name like that for a medication so would only want make. the scores. Make I, I women think of upskirt pictures. Uh, the next one is Umbreon. I take Umbreon. I take Umbreon with this. this you know, show. it's been a while since Pat's take Umbreon with this show. I, 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 I do should... take Umbreon. I take Umbreon. That's the new version since we brought the show to he's space. About to, he's about to call an Umbreon. About six weeks of Umbreon. Fuck out of here. Pat wears John Varvados Umbridge. My Umbreon is here. <laughs> Umbreon. Umbreon XL. What are we doing? Umbreon. Umbreon. Raise your hand if you think it's a drug. Drugs? Any drugs? Raise, raise your hand if you think it's a Pokemon. It's the drug you take Umbridge to. John, you didn't John vote. John has yet. no vote. I go Pokemon. Yeah, I think Umbreon. Oh, I say Pokemon. It's I say Pokemon. Second Stop. generation dark. Stop. Yeah, we Stop all say Pokemon. We all say Pokemon. I, got a uh, I need one of those for a headache. We all say Pokemon? <laughs> one of those pills. Listen, let Ryan Pokemon? take the Vape. over the game. Stop talking. Vaporeon. I need a Mario set. You don't have to talk all the time. Shut up. No, you guys talk all the fucking time. Yes, that's my show. Talks. No, you're Shut wrong. Up. You talk too much. Vaporian. Ryan's trying to explain, and you keep talking over. Take a Vaporian. I thought and call I me in the said drug. I wanted to change to Pokemon. That's not an absurd thing. Yeah, but you had to say it 15 times. Ryan got right. it the first time. Give, give yourself a, pro, a point. Relax. Now that I've calmed down. Relax. Relax. No, that's this question. Vaporian. No pretzels. He's trying to drug me. Pete. Vaporian. Drug. Pat. What a show. Uh, Live in the branch. What is it? Patreon, please. Name? Vaporian. Vaporian. V a p o r e a n, Vaporian. Yeah, where I get my mango juice. Oh, that's a Pokemon. John. Yeah, Vaporian. I've been thinking that's like some kind of water Pokemon. My head is pulsating right now. I may pass out from this blood rush to my head. I'm sorry. I yell. It's okay. I say it's a drug because I'm on it. Right so now. you're you're on it. Yes. Can you go and get my me like apologies. two beers from the freezer? Don't worry about it. You're fine. It's a second generation dark Mario. Damn so it! I'm not on it. You're taking the I wrong shit. Be on it. Let's wrap this up. One more. Wrap this up. Hey. Ninkata. N I N C A D A. God bless. Um, I'll say uh, it sounds uh, Japanese to me. I'll go Pokemon. Ninkata and Jim Kata. It's <laughs> <laughs> one of my favorite movies Dishing that I bought at Pathmark. <laughs> Mario. Pokemon. Pokemon. No, I mean drug. Drug. Sorry. Pat. Drug. Drug. Pete. Pokemon. Pokemon, Pokemon, drug, drug. Yep. Is that right? Yep. Uh, big drum roll. It is a third generation Bingo. bug ground. Thank you for playing the game. Yeah. Thanks for having me, buddy. Wow. I, you think vape, Vaprion would be a water, but I guess wow. it's a ground Pokemon. I know, and who is the winner of this game, Ryan? Uh, Mario, would you mind tallying the scores? Yeah, but... I think there should have been more drugs in this game. You're the best. Let's say I won, because I did. Nothing's going to ever keep me down. John Houlihan, you are the champion. That's right, and we all lose when you're involved. 
Thank you. Thank you, my friend. I'm going to raise a glass to you anyway. Oh, I you're so mad you. right now. You're so I mad. I love you, and I love you, Thank you. and I love you. What would you say to me Give before me the show? You're like, it's funny when uh, I, I say dumb things and you make fun of me, and now you're so angry. No, no. It's funny when you do it, but when everybody does it, <laughs> I fucking draw the line. Listen, but- Shut the fuck up. The, you're, you're the All right. All righty. Thank you, everybody, and we'll see you next <laughs> week with more. Um, relative content. Remote forever. <laughs> You're on live from the barrage. My Uber's here. The CEO of Uber Times. Mario, good job. Everyone loves Yeah. Thank you, Chris Carter. Breakfastwiththebeatles.com. See you next week with Lemon Cookie. Because the light was on. Let's move on with our lab. Yo, the sound is real simple, dude. Time it, time it. Put it in the bus. 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 Put it in the bus.